0: Hi, this is Terry McMinn from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre,
1: the girl on the meat book, and you're listening to Without Your Head.
2: of decapitation without your head on our 400th episode. This is wow. Nancy Neal,
3: and that would make me terrible, Troy. Mm-hmm. And joining us, this has been
2: like years in the making. I, I met him uh, a few years ago at <laughs> Texas Freightmare, and now we're having both here on the show, Sal Hernandez and Jacob Grimm of STX Media.
3: <laughs> Welcome. How you
2: doing, guys? How you guys doing,
3: bro? Real good, thanks.
0: Yeah, How about you? Yeah. Well, it's uh, definitely yeah. You're right, you know, I know we, we met uh, a few years ago and uh, been trying to connect ever since. And I think it was all kismet. You know, we, we're now on your 400th episode, so what an honor for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Very cool. Don't and uh, coming up in two exactly coming up in two weeks again is Texas Right Bear Weekend, so we'll be uh, running into you. And uh, you guys have a, a movie screening at in Texas. Uh, let us know about it. What, what, what kind of movie are we going to? Were we in store for?
0: Well, uh, it's been dubbed by reviewers as a uh, sort of uh, horror noir. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that we necessarily wrote it that way, but that's just what it's turned out to be. It's uh, basically about uh, our main character Charlie Reese, who is a disgraced police officer who is now a you know a drunken detective. Um, who specializes in missing people? Uh, he gets coaxed into sort of this larger job of finding this uh, sort of rich guy's uh, sister, and uh, he uh, finds out very quickly that uh, he—they've sort of been in, involved or uh, abducted by a, a a sort of group of uh, depraved serial killers who have just sort of been preying on vulnerable women in the city. Uh,
4: it just gets kind of, uh, and the rest is basically, can he survive this role he's entered into? That's right.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh, how long have you guys been uh, uh, going to uh, Texas? Frightmare? Oh um,
4: man, uh, my first one was before they even moved to the to where they are now. I forgot oh, where wow. they were just before this one. But was that was my time. first one.
0: Yeah, I think you, uh, Jacob. I think was two thousand eleven, and mine was two thousand twelve. Of uh, course, I was, you know, banging my head on the, on the floor, wondering how I could miss this for so many years. Being a big horror fan
2: myself, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, is this your second uh, feature that's been uh, been featured at uh, Texas Frightmare? Yes, uh,
4: yeah. 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 Actually, we were, we were just talking about it yesterday. Um, this is our actual it's our second feature, and also our, our second time playing Frightmare. We've been lucky enough to for
2: for for both of our features to screen at Texas Nightmare. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So where did the idea for Deviant Behavior come from?
0: Um, well, I actually had wrote this uh, back in 2009 uh, as, a, as a short, and this was before I really started knowing, you know, knew what I was doing. I kind of just put together this three-page sort of synopsis, like this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And uh, I kind of knew Jacob through sort of these uh, – local filmmaker kind of uh, meetups that we had here in Corpus Christi. Uh, they've died out since, but, um, you know, this was early on. And uh, he was working with another guy uh, doing short films and whatnot and messing around. And I reached out to them and said, hey, I got this, you know, this idea. Do you think you guys can shoot it? So I filmed the script and uh, we basically shot a 30-minute, really low-quality, uh, you know, film based, you know, based off, you know, based on what, you know, one of the people, when see, you know, to see the full feature. Uh, and um, uh, it, it, it was really never released. I showed it a few places, uh, some local showcases, and uh, although the quality was low, the story still resonated with people, so I knew that I had something here. And um, after we, you know, our, our uh, you know, mild success with Dreadtime Stories, which was our first feature, um, I wanted to do something a little smaller and kind of more focused, uh, sort of a horror anthology. And and Jacob immediately brought up, uh, you know, Demon Behavior, and it's been uh, a great blueprint. So that's where it started.
2: How about you guys? uh, Yourself, how did uh, STX Media begin?
0: Um, We start. It was like it was uh, 2012 officially.
4: Yeah, Yeah, but yeah. So, but I would. It was probably like around. 2011, when we kind of worked together, kind of like I'm official for the first time. We entered a, a kind of like a 48-hour film race um, as, as a team, and and we finished the short, submitted it. We, we ended up winning best story for our, you know, for, for what we did, and we kind of kind of discovered there that you know we work pretty well together. Maybe we should you know do do this again, and we end up making another short, which was called um, the roommate, and that got us got some pretty good buzz, and that um, you know got us a little bit of notoriety around the festivals and stuff, so we kind of just took the next step from there and decided to kind of
2: form this production company, and mm-hmm. FTX Media was born. Yeah. And do you guys have, like, similar case in horror movies, or do you ever, like, uh, one person's born new uh, slashers or, you know, anything like that?
4: Yeah. I, it's kind of like that. Um, I... Um, Sal is more of a um, slasher gore kind of kind of guy, and I'm more of a um, kind of a slow burn suspense um, fan. So, but I think when you kind of mix those two together, and that that's what kind of helps us and help helps us work work so well together is kind of blending those two together, those and, two sensibilities. and you yeah. don't see
0: that in uh, deep Behavior. It's, it's got a it's got a good mix of of, uh, of those two elements, you know. And we're, we're we're kind of uh, that's a compliment, uh, I think, it's, like, as far as the formula goes. We, there's, we, I, he you know, we don't go too far on the gore, and we don't go too far on the, the dark and you know, um, uh, slow-burning side. So, like um, uh, I, I said, the, the products usually speak for themselves when we really do short films and, and little, little smaller projects between our, our features, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, Jacob also is... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go on. I was going to say. Well, in, in another another uh, contrast is Jacob. Uh, you know, I always say is more the artist than I am. <laughs> I write. Uh, you know, I produce. Uh, I take care of the business side also, and, and Jacob takes care of the cinematography and, and the equipment. And you know, what what you see is what's kind of coming out of Jacob's head. You know, and, uh, it's sort of a uh, an exact compliment Also, it's uh, you know, uh, chaos and order you know, from both sides. And again, I think our our contrast is an excellent formula, uh, even for the our even our success on the business side too. Because you know he, he produces all our uh, all our um, graphic art and and posters and and all that kind of stuff. So you know it's an it's a I've always just described our our relationship as a perfect mix. And then our egos never get in the way. Uh, you know we'll we'll have some conflict on different ideas, but it's never been where we stop our feet right away. You know we we just sort of fight for what we believe in on certain projects and cash it out and then we, we do what's best for the film because we make these for we make these we make our films for horror fans we're horror fans and that's who we're making these for we're not making them necessarily for ourselves we enjoy making them but this is for those people who are tired of seeing you know remakes and rehashes. so
2: mm-hmm. well
0: what's like the what's a
2: Texas horror scene like are there a lot of uh, horror fans and a lot of uh, uh, people making movies and actors
0: there, there is quite a bit of a, 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 a acting, uh, you know, uh, filmmaking culture here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, in the,
4: as as far as like the whole state, yeah, um, it's a pretty actually kind of probably It's a pretty horror centric film base, mm-hmm. it's like filmmaker filmmaker base in Texas. But um, where we're from, it's a little smaller. But you know, it, but but you know, it doesn't. Um, stop us and, you know, making our stuff and finding actors or people that are interested in getting started in it, but yeah,
2: it is pretty horror-centric in Texas. You'll find a lot more horror fans around here than than not. Yeah. yeah. When I do say Texas, then I thought, well, Texas isn't like a normal... Like if I said uh, Massachusetts, like anywhere in Massachusetts it's kind of, you know, easy to get to, where Texas it's like, you know, it could be like a six-hour drive from from one place to another.
0: Oh, yeah. you know, it's the whole of the country. You know, so. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but no, I know. But we we've, we've got a chance uh, to travel the state. Obviously, it's for different uh, conventions and uh, for different uh, film festivals, you know, promote, you know, promoting or showing our work. So when we when we get the chance to spend a few days, there we always manage to meet a few filmmakers who are either aspiring or you know the staple in the area. Um, You know, uh, in in my mind, you know, there there are just a kind of a handful of of, uh, kind of more prominent Texas filmmakers that are making horror films. Uh, But uh, here locally in Corpus Christi, Texas, you know, um, we have a very uh, strong um, uh, group of actors, aspiring actors, too. So that, that helps us be successful also because we don't have to, you know, drive a bunch of people in and stuff like that. Uh, we just uh, rely on, on the on the solid group of people that we, we have here locally. So, and the boat, actually, you'll see indeed, in the behavior that all those the main characters are all local actors, uh, with the exception to John Dugan, who plays uh, Detective Murphy, and also Edwin, who plays Al in our film. We actually were able to bring those guys in, and they, they did some feature role, and cameo work. So that that was actually pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. That's awesome, yeah, especially it would be for any horror fan, but especially for Texas to have, uh, you know, uh, te- Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre alumni in your movie. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it was
0: definitely a it, for me being a, a big chainsaw fan, a, a huge opportunity just to fanboy out, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> right, you know? yeah. Uh-huh. And,
2: uh, it, it's cool to see John in so because I think John is a, is a good actor.
0: Yeah he, is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he He totally did something completely different with the part, you know. Uh, I'm not, not going to say that we had an idea, uh, you know, clear yeah. Of the, um, um, who, who, who Yeah, no, the, the part as written was, was kind of just like your
4: kind of like, more like, you know, hard-nosed kind of like, you know, cop character. You know, I guess you would say more like more a like hard-nosed chief of police or something, or captain, but, um, but when he came in and, you know... We started rehearsals and stuff with him. We got to rehearse a little bit before we shot when he came in and stuff. And he just completely took the the role and made it his own, and and definitely for the better. Like it, it was you know it turned out way better than was written on the page. And he really just took it and ran with it. And I think he had a good time.
0: Yeah, and he like I said, he took it. He took it a different way that I never would have expected. But it was something that I'll never make like in my mind. That's that's he's Detective know. He just recreated me. This this part and like I said, you uh, it it's, you, you know I don't want to get too much away, but you, you'll be pretty I, I think one would be amazed at, 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 the, at the quality
2: of his uh, acting in this particular part. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how important is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, to either of you? The movie itself, uh, you know, because uh, I don't know if that's a movie you guys grew up watching. It's 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 something that inspired you to uh, to make movies.
0: For, well, for me, me being the, the chainsaw fan, uh, Jacob's more of a Halloween. Uh, yeah. That's his, that's okay. his movie. Uh, but uh, for me, Ch- chainsaw was important because it. it I I want to do that. You know, if that makes any sense. They, you know, were able to pull together uh, a, a good picture for a little amount of money. And I, and, and behavior was definitely done for, you know. Ugly a lot less money than most films are. We still call ourselves a no-budget film. Um, but what they did, when they were pulled together, and then how Chainsaw changed sort of uh, Americana, you know, they changed the psyche, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But I think that they actually, that film... Made people afraid to stop at the city gas station in the middle of nowhere, or don't go down that dirt road. It made yeah. people afraid of the country,
4: right? Yeah, they people afraid. before the before the country and the small town was, was the a safe place. The city was corrupt, right? And you know the bad place. But now it's like, no, it's those nice little
0: country people who you think are just like well, help you out whenever <laughs> you get a flat tire. It's like, no, nope, we will eat you instead. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was definitely you know again I'm you know I I. I uh, uh, I look at it from the artistic side, and what it did psychologically to to America as a whole, uh, and then it's it sort of a uh, franchise success. You know, like, although you know some of the remakes and rehashes, people have their opinions about them. So why? But ultimately, you can't beat that it's lasted this long and still be this successful. For the yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, some Jacob said is actually uh, you could also say about Halloween instead of uh, the country. It's a uh, it did that for the suburbs.
4: Yes, yeah. yeah uh, Halloween, like like so was saying, Halloween was actually my movie that made me want to make movies. Um, it was like it was a movie I used to watch every year growing up on, on TV and stuff. Of course, it was always on, you know, every October and stuff, so I'd always watch it. But it was the movie, like, a- after when I got older and I learned about the making of it, that was kind of like, you know what, I could do that. Yeah, I probably couldn't make a movie as good as Halloween right away, but, you know, it was, it was seem like an accomplishment goal was to do a movie because you know it really was like hey we'll just you know we're all friends and we'll just get together and we'll just make a movie you know it's kind of the same spirit that they had with Texas Chainsaw but 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 yeah exactly you know, Halloween was you know it did the same thing for like the the quiet suburban streets you know you never know who's behind that door or who's hiding around
2: that you know a hedge or something in the neighborhood yeah they could just seem like a totally normal kid, and bam, he's, he's gonna kill you. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh Well, what what are your thoughts on the new Halloween? Are you looking forward to it? I am. So am yeah. too. Yeah.
4: I'm, I'm. a little iffy about the new poster, but I'm gonna <laughs> give it a chance. I'm <laughs> not, I'm I'm not, I'm not. I'm gonna wait until I see it in motion.
1: Uh, but, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And some people, you know, you, you can't really make a, a a conclusion about a movie when it's just. You know, a thought. You know, no one's yeah. even seen a trailer or anything yet, so we'll have to wait yeah, and see. Yeah, but.
4: exactly. Yeah, I am. But you know, no matter what, that's like an opening day, you know,
2: movie for me. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, actually, uh, Troy, have you seen the new poster? It just came out. Uh, I think. No, it was, I yeah.
3: haven't. I haven't. Oh.
2: All right, it's up on the without your head. I can,
3: <laughs> okay, I'll I can have check to check it out.
2: out. Yeah. Uh, on on posters, um, uh, who does your uh, poster art? I do. I make all of the posters and the and the graphics and all that stuff. Oh, they're very good. I, yeah, I, like I, I do all. of the Graphics without your head. So I, I was really digging them, and I love the uh, the ones you did for some of the um um for some of the guests at, at the conventions. Those are great. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob designed quite
0: oh, a few. All yeah, yeah. the banners, yeah, banners, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know I'm, I'm the asshole. that goes, hey, make this you know, look like that, and, you, know, you, just, you know, make it sound purple, you know, and he's like, oh, shit, you know, and he kicks it back to me, and goes, like, no, move it that way, you know, but that's the marketing part of me that kicks in, but, I mean, yeah, Jacob, I mean, I, I probably, I, I'm, you know, making blush all the time when I say he's an excellent artist, Well, that's fantastic work.
4: I will say I was very excited when we got our own Without Your Head cover.
1: Oh yeah,
4: that was I very I good. Yeah. Love that. I, so, yeah.
1: I was really
0: excited when. I was like, we made it. We yeah, made it through better
2: to say that thing, you know. So, well, that makes me very, very, very proud. Uh, you know, I did them for years for the show. Just, uh I thought it helped the show stand out. And then uh, you, know, over the years, people have said that they're like, hey, it's great that I actually got, one. and I'm, you know, kind of taken back by it. But I was like, oh, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, no, yeah. it's uh, it's definitely uh, to, to me, you know, just, you know, I I followed you before, you know, I, mm-hmm. we met, and uh, I've listened to the show when I get a chance, and um, yeah, it's it's to see our faces and the you know in, on, on the on this. The, you know, on the banner. On the banner. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was cool. definitely uh, this A is definitely, an exciting moment. Oh, yeah. man, <laughs> you know, I can't tell you. You know, beyond words, just to be able to be on the show with you and to have that done. You
1: know, like
0: you said, it's, mm-hmm. uh, definitely.
2: Uh, well, thank you. Not and not to make this about me, but but when you see uh, yeah. when you see Barbie Wild and, and Simon in, in Texas, their banners uh, I I, uh, I design, and it, I've heard uh, I can't say who yet, but. There are uh, there may be some other ones at Texas Frightmare, so we'll, we'll find
1: out. Oh, cool! Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah.
0: I think I saw a yeah. picture of uh, Bar- uh, Barbie's. Uh, the, I think she's on a show recently. I think I saw it in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, you do. That, you do that at work, so
2: yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate That's it. Right. And uh, I I really like the mask here in in, De- in Deviant Behavior. Uh, who, who designs the, the special effects and, and the makeup in your movies?
0: Um, I uh, I do, Sal. Uh, it's uh, I primarily kind of supervise and sort of do all the uh, initial kind of work, and then I always bring it back to Jacob for you know to sign off on because you know obviously you know he knows what kind of lighting we're going to be using and, and uh, that kind of stuff. So I know how much detail I really got to put in because I learned a long time ago you can spend two hours on this one you know one effect. And then when you get in there, the, the lights are on the opposite, the opposite side of the fucking ring. So then you're, you've just you know wasted two hours. So I always make sure that I work closely with Jacob on these effects. Plus, you know, when I make something, it's never real for me. So I need someone else to look at it and go, yeah, that'll, that'll look good on camera. Um, the mask itself was a uh, interesting find. Um, we were I was able to find this uh, interesting uh, Pretty, ma- pretty is what the, a lot of people used uh, what you, were you used to describe this mask. It, it, it's actually blank and then we had one of our uh, makeup assistants sort of apply the, the the paint and makeup on the mask. and um, whenever our, uh, our our actor wore the mask and the wig and the whole ghetto. <clears throat> and for anyone who doesn't know our villain is transgender, a self made transgender to be exact. Uh, honey. Uh, whenever she puts on the costume, whenever he like the I mean, it's played by a man, so whenever he put on the costume, uh, the crew would forget that it's a man, and they, you, you actually catch the crew checking checking him out, you know, because the face <laughs> is just so pretty. It, the face is just so pretty, and you know there's you know there's there's you know small breasts and whatever, and there's a bustier and stilettos, and you could you would catch the crew checking him out. Sometimes it would, they would shake their hands and go, I keep forgetting it's a dude, which is good, you know. <laughs> Um, but it's, inter- it's interesting, uh, you know, people have seen uh, screens here and there, and we've actually got requests for copies of the masks. Like, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a mask collector, you know, myself. Jacob got me into it a long time ago, you know, and I collect, I collect sort of uh, screen-accurate masks. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, of course, is my, my set. Jacob has a whole set of uh, Friday, 13th, and Halloween uh, but uh, to actually have that request of someone wanting a screen accurate mask, so you know, I finally got a hold of our of the manufacturer, and we are going to be producing uh, screen accurate replicas of, of the honey mask. So we'll we'll have those for anyone who you know likes the film and wants wants to buy a mask. So
2: yeah, that's pretty awesome actually. We we might
0: have some for frightmare maybe we might possibly. have a for frightmare we kind of got a late start with, <laughs> with getting the, yeah. the the manufacturing going uh, mm-hmm. you know I, I'm considering bringing the the mask the, we have at least two hero masks and a stunt mask that we used for the film mm-hmm. uh, those are all in my office and I'm considering bringing one just to show people like hopefully, maybe after the screening people will be a we'll little more excited to you know to get the DVD blu that when it comes out and uh, that'll be October 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, oh cool. About stuff will come out.
2: BOD, um, so that kind of thing too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so uh, you said you uh, you had some screenings already. What what was some of the feedback like? It, it's
4: been pretty positive. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, we haven't really had a lot of like, like, oh, that sucks, but <laughs> but, um, <laughs>
1: but it, it,
4: it, it's been pretty positive, and a lot of. Um, I mean, I guess you kind of forget since you know since we've been since we've lived with it for so long, you know, shooting it, you know, writing it, putting it together, shooting it, and and me having you know editing it and stuff. You kind of forget how I guess how it's like powerful it can be to some people who have never seen it, and we always get people that are, that are like, oh man, like you know, the about, about about the villain and the kills and and just the whole like the whole the movie as a whole. I guess is very kind of unnerving to some people and. And they come and tell us that, and it's kind of like, oh, you know, great, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like, really? Like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Like, I guess you know, I've seen but it like I, a million I've, times.
0: So. I think the average response or reply I get is, that's a fucked up movie. Which is good, you know. That's what we get to called new <laughs> behavior, right? There's no, there's yeah. not really a good person in this movie. I mean, and I remember someone wrote that as a negative review, and I was like, well, that was the point, <laughs> you know. No one is likeable, no, I mean, not likeable, not likeable enough that you hate them. But these all, every single person in this movie has a problem. Like, there's, there's just they're they're just going through a through a dark time. Even our villains, you know, it's, uh, and it's it's just very moody. But uh, but overall, yeah, the, the there've been they've been positive reviews, and you know people just uh, some people are a little more disturbed by some of the stuff going on than others. You know, uh, me mm-hmm. being a, a a slasher tearing up kind of gore fan, you know this, you know I wish there was more, but you know this is the medium that we you know to to make it. You know, and of course, uh, we you know we we uh, fantasize about a sequel. Uh, if you know if, if we can do one, and you know we definitely want to up the uh, the ante with uh, with the special effects. So yeah, we um, we definitely got lucky with some of our uh, special effects. We have a guy uh, named Dave Nagy. I'm not sure if you know uh, he, uh, he does a lot of silicone work. So uh, you know we have, we were able to partner up with him. He lives in New Jersey. And by the power of the interwebs, you know we we connected, and, and uh, he's able to kind of produce some some uh, items for us. So. Yeah, we, we, mm-hmm. we just you know we rely on a lot of other networking areas to kind of uh, help you know, create higher higher quality products uh, as far as um, mm-hmm. the film goes. So.
2: Yeah. So, uh, what's the experience like when you when you're watching your own movie uh, with an audience?
4: Yeah. Oh. I guess it's different for both of us. Yeah. Me, I hate it. Yeah, I, it. I hate sitting <laughs> in the audience. I mean, I'll go up there and do the the intro and stuff, and but then I'm always like, I'll, I'll sit in the back, and then I'll like probably leave and come yeah. back a couple of times, maybe within the first like ten minutes, and then I'll kind of just settle in and just if I see like people kind of okay, but you know I'm one of those like I cannot watch it with people. Yeah. I, mean, I have to like Jacob.
0: You know. Yeah, Jacob definitely like. He gets antsy and then he has to get up and leave. He's like I a drink, you know. And he comes back <laughs> <laughs> now, "I like I, I I feel like I have to be there to watch how the audience is reacting." And I usually, you know, I, I kind of you know get let him know how people act. And, and this particular film, um, you know, people are reacting when I when I thought they were gonna react. I mean, there's some humor in the film also, so they laugh when they're supposed to laugh. They jump when they're supposed to jump. Sometimes they jump when I didn't think they were going to jump, you know, so it works. Um, but yeah, it's not it so uh, unnerving for me, uh, you know, to, uh, to sit in the audience and watch. Um, of course, afterwards, you know, every, almost every screen we've gone to, where we watch it with the people, you know, uh, with the crowd, you know, it, it, they love it. You know, they you know uh, they want to know when it's coming out, that kind of thing. And yeah. uh, I remember when, when we actually made some uh, Demon Behavior t-shirts, and uh, we just happened to have them, and, you know, we actually sold out yeah. right after the screening. It was pretty cool, you know. Look, we had our, uh, you know, our slight. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, will you have any T-shirts at, uh, at Frightmare?
0: Uh, yeah, but, yeah, we have we have a small stock, so, you know, if, if you're going to be there with, uh, just PM me like this size. I'll take care of you. <laughs> All interested.
2: right. All right. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, definitely would be interesting. <laughs> so uh how did the how did the the, la- the last screening go when you had uh Dread time stories which i really enjoyed uh, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised it was uh, uh i'm always a big fan of um anthologies and this was a little before like uh, anthologies really started to make a comeback and uh i, I enjoy i enjoyed the, the whole movies great time oh thank oh, you thank
4: you uh, it, it it went it went, went good it was very nerve-wracking was <laughs> just us uh, going in there as just fans of the convention in the first place. Right. So to be able to, to screen there and it was, you know, it was a big deal because it was kind of like, you know, like last year we were sitting in the seats watching other people's movies. And now we're up in front of all of them showing them our movie. So it was a, it was a real big kind of, kind of thing. And, and, um, it went very well, I would say.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're talking about primer uh, Neil, that's, that. I remember mean, you coming up specifically, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, I'm like, oh, man. he likes our movie. <laughs> he did the whole thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> he didn't walk out. That's cool. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I mean, uh, Dread,
1: Time,
0: <laughs> Dread Time Stories was definitely uh, kind of uh, our introduction to sort of, uh, you know, feature filmmaking. Yeah. And it, we were really, to me, and looking back, uh, really, I'm not going to say the, the wrong word, maybe overextended ourselves a little bit. But, you know, uh, I, we definitely learned a lot. From yeah. doing that shoot, you know, we, we were doing you know, we only shot we only shoot on weekends, so you know, we actually have you know, we don't do this full time, uh, not yet, but yeah. uh, you know, so we shot that over, over uh, probably the course of nine to ten months of weekends mm. almost uh, a year, yeah, yeah, almost a year, and we shot uh, you know, Saturdays and Sundays till you know, from morning to like two or three in the morning, sometimes five, you know, um. Luckily, we had, you know, crew and, and actors that were completely
4: on board and passionate, just as passionate as we were. It was um, a definite kind of learning as you go on feature filmmaking right? on that. But, you know, it was fun, though. Looking back, you now, was fun. And
0: what's, what's interesting about that is, like I said, we, once we finished it, it was, well, we finish it and we see how it turns out. We'll see what we're going to do with it. And it turned, we were satisfied with it. And then we started submitting to film festivals. And um I uh, knew a guy who knew a distributor kinda of, kind of deal, you know. And I was just we were just poking around where we were kinda of saying, Well, how did that work? We were just curious how it worked and it, he asked, Well, what do you what do you what do you mean? Like dread time stories? And we be like, Yeah, sure. Yeah, dread time stories. So he's like, Send me a screener, let me look at it, I'll look at it for the distributor and sure enough, within a day we got a contract, you know. Uh, for oh, wow worldwide. Yeah. So we were like, wow.
4: because well, we went in with the energy idea that we would just have to soak this cheap and just kind of put it out ourselves.
0: Yeah, we thought we're gonna like some way. Right. We thought we'd have to like buy our own, you know, stock of like DVDs and Blu-rays and packaging and yeah. take it to the graphic art and have to print them out of the side. sell
4: them out of our trunk and, you know, Right. Pull them out of
0: our trunk, Bob <laughs> Shea style. And we thought we'd have to go that route. But but obviously mean, you can try it, which you know I am really we're super lucky. Uh, that we had that opportunity and we've had a really good relationship with our distributor and when we were filming G- uh, Deep Behavior Jacob sent uh, just a, a trailer made from just what we had, had filmed maybe just a few days I think yeah it was like a few weekends yeah, weekend. so, like a, so, so yeah so like right. but he sent something he sent something uh, made up to the distributor and we got a contract next week he wants, he wants oh wow to yeah so we have a really good relationship with SGO Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, the doing the second feature was that uh, was it easier than doing your first feature?
4: Um, in some ways, yes. In other ways, it was kind of just as challenging. Um, I, I'd say it was easier in that um, for like, for the first time we were telling just just kind of like a single narrative story instead of like you know ten short stories. So it was you know it was easier to, to, to kind of. Round up the production and kind of get it all started and stuff, but um, but but then also it was also like our first kind of regular straightforward feature, so you know we were still kind of learning new things as we went along. But um, I guess all in all, it was easier. It was a shorter shoot, so that was nice. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> we did learn not to shoot till four a.m. anymore. Yeah, no, we got <laughs>
0: and, and the key we the quickly we learned the key was organizing. Yeah. Um, and I usually take up the production management side of it, so it was sort of just pre-planning, you know, meeting, meeting, pre-production meeting over and over again, getting everything down as much as we could, getting all our props pre-ordered, getting all our you know weapons prefabbed if they were going to end up going to into somebody that kind of thing, you know. Um, you know, uh, we definitely were you know were kind of more efficient with our time with uh, uh, actors, especially when we brought in you know. Um, John Zubin and Ed Gwynn, you know, we only only had John for two days. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we flew him in um, early Friday, uh, then we shot him out Saturday and Sunday, and he left Monday. So uh, we basically had, you know, we had to be completely efficient with our time when it came down to to those two guys. Otherwise, it was going to, you know, cost us a little more money. So Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, I had just recently... um, sold my house, so I had a little bit of cash on hand, and that was what we actually used to make this film. Uh, before, for Dread Time Stories, we had like no money, and I think we only spent money mostly on food to feed everybody, because we weren't paying the actors, and most right. of the props in Dread, Dread Time Stories, most of the props were just kind of left over Halloween, Decorations and costumes and stuff. Oh, and like, all all the monsters were like almost like leftover Halloween. Costumes. Yeah, yeah. Like in Time stories, is a werewolf. I, that was actually my costume from Halloween, like uh, like a year before. <laughs> two years
2: before the That's pretty awesome, so, though. Like, uh, sort of yeah.
0: re- repurposed it, you know. And, um,
2: did a, did uh, you create the stories or did you create the stories around that? Like, um, you know, I had no. I have this werewolf costume, so let's write a werewolf story. Um, uh, for that one, I actually know um I had written I had written that one just um independently
4: I, I just came up with the idea and I just I just wrote it out as a short, never knowing if I'd ever make it oh we, uh, we'd ever make right. it because it was always like, well, if we can't do the werewolf stuff good, we're not gonna do it you know, I don't want to get laughed at so um but but then when we were like trying to compile our stories and what we wanted to do for Time, we was like, well, I have this. And he was like, well, you know what I do have a costume so like, so he so you know, we kind of he kind of took it out of
0: the closet. Yeah, we kind of checked it out and I'm like, yeah, this this good work. Yeah. So we've actually we've actually got compliments on that, which I'm really I'm really I don't want to say surprised because it's no it's no American World Open One. I mean, i know no one ship one that we're going to compare them to, but we've actually got compliments on the transformation scene. Like it wasn't it wasn't done poorly, but you know, because uh, it, it left more imagination when we shot it. Um, so. You know, uh, we actually got featured in this really—it uh, was a obscure article that we just found out nowhere we saying like you know best werewolves, independent whatever you mm-hmm. know films, and we were in there. Oh, yeah, oh, that's video. pretty cool. <laughs> you know, that, that we we get we got a pretty quick. We get like oh these guys have a good werewolf uh, article. So I was like oh cool. That's 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 pretty cool. So, mm.
1: um,
0: yeah, we we, nope. we both contributed uh, stories to that stories.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, where can people find uh, uh, find your stuff? I know the website here. It's uh uh stxmedia.net. And uh, I just noticed that you have uh, music videos up there. Are any of you guys in the uh, in the bands that are featured up there? Well, uh, no. What we just—it's well, a local band. You make the uh, videos,
5: we, yeah? Right.
0: But we yeah, we make the videos. Yeah. No, the the the. Uh, we're actually, speaking of music videos. We actually just finished shooting one. Uh, we actually have an official soundtrack for Demon Behavior*. Uh, we have seven original songs that were integrated into the film, and we're actually getting, we're actually shooting the music videos to help promote the film when it comes out in October. Um, that's another thing, you know, uh, our our uh, introduction uh, to to our film uh, has uh, a song called "Dance with the Baby." And it's a sort of disco dance song uh, while our villain, in know, tortures and dismembers her first victims. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. the first victim the audience sees. So it's sort of uh, it's a little normal for some people. But they'll tell us they can't get that song out of their head. So mm-hmm. uh, once we heard that, was like, oh, we got a we we hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: very right. cool. The reason why I ask is the picture of Corrupticore, I thought that the, the main guy in the middle there looks a little bit like so.
0: I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah, he, he does a lot of crazy shit that I can't be responsible for. If you get my drifts? So, uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah uh, Fair enough. We're, we're two separate people, if you know
2: what I mean. Uh-huh. The <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, uh, uh, SDX Media, what else do you have up on the website here? And what do you have um, working in the future?
0: Well, uh, our website. You know, we uh, we also manage a, a couple of uh, uh, former celebs. Um, uh, Edwin is uh, uh, you know one of our uh, more active clients. We help him with a lot of our PR stuff. You mm-hmm. actually get fronted with us at our table, which is uh, 162 right think mm-hmm. uh, So he'll be there of his chopsticks and uh, you know signing uh, D movie posters too. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, we are right now focused on just sort of the huge uh, sort of PR rollout we're going to have for, to promote Deviant behavior. We just sort of we – we actually we're going to start filming uh, Dread Time Stories uh, to the second volume.
5: Oh, cool. But uh,
0: we, we, we had thought we needed to put that to the side to focus on all the PR for Deviant because we are we are self-funding. You know, we, we have to pull out our own pockets, and we thought that if we – kind of devote as much energy and resources that we have to just get make Deviant, you know, successful financially that maybe the return can help us fund the next one yeah. until we can actually, uh, you know, start yeah. attracting uh, other... Yeah, resources. so
4: it looks like right now, like, after we finish the PR and so when we get that, and then probably, like, probably towards the end of the year, we'll start, um, start up to, to do some pre-production work on our next feature. Right. So... So, uh,
2: after, we're, we're after, uh, after... Go on. Oh, good. I was gonna say after uh, Texas Frightmare, uh, where will David Deviant Behavior go from there?
0: Uh, Deviant, well, right now it's still we're still set for a, an October 23rd release, so uh, I don't know that we'll be showing it again till, I don't, till then. I don't think we have any festivals going right. on after yeah. Frightmare. Well, I know I know we can't show it, you know, but, you know. I think it's 90 days after Frightmare, you know. Yeah, so anyway, The yeah. terms the screen with Frightmare, which is perfectly understandable. So I, I think by the time we kind of hit that 90-day mark, we don't have anything kind of uh, out there that's, that's, you know, we're going to be straining, so we'll probably go straight for the DOD and, and on-demand, uh, or the DVDs, you know, in October. Uh, we are probably getting some sort of pre-sale, you know, uh, like we did with the Dread Time. Yeah, and maybe some, uh,
4: there'll be a pre-order period when it, when it comes up, like on Amazon, for
0: pre-order and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that's that's sort of been our focus for the past uh, six months, and probably till about the end of summer. Uh, just getting these music videos done. We have some promotional spots um, we're going to be sort of put together to help you know.
1: Oh,
4: yeah, yeah. We have some deviant promotional um, um, videos and you know new new stuff to release yeah. closer to closer to the to the release of the movie on.
0: Right. Sort of a like character sort of character introduction kind of little 30-second 30, 30 kind of spot. Yeah. yeah. To sort of showcase our our our, our
1: Characters.
2: Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, where did you film the movie?
0: We filmed it here in Corpus Christi, uh, Texas, yeah. Um, well, again, like I mentioned before, I just sold my house and, um, my uh, girlfriend and I had, had bought a home together and right when we moved in, the house that we originally were going to be filming in, um, the guy that owned it wasn't really returning phone calls, so I started to get really nervous. And, um, So I convinced my girlfriend, I said, you know, we have to film it here. So we basically didn't get a chance to unpack, and we basically, the the production company took over the house. Uh, We turned what was supposed to be her sort of uh, spare bedroom into the kill room. Uh, We have a a guy here locally named Chad, uh, Karen. He does does like home health and stuff, and he's really great at doing sort of these faux walls. So uh, when, you, when you watch, and actually, when you, when you, if, uh, since you saw time stories, you might remember, in that room where, uh, for the uh, Punishment the Werewolf film, uh, it looks like he's in this sort of cinder block sort of holding cell. Those are actually foam. And that's, that's, that's actually what Chad had done for us. So he did the same thing for Deviant he, he created a sort of a, a 12 by 12 room of these grimy, disgusting walls, you know, because we, we couldn't run my, my new house. So we did that. Uh, basically, my home became the villain's home. So, yeah, yeah. And then as for all the other uh, other
4: set, other, other like exteriors and stuff, a lot of it was filmed downtown in in, in Corpus. All of the buildings and stuff you see are all like because because Corpus does have some nice downtown architecture for you know for some of the you know for the buildings and stuff. So it yeah, actually, a lot of it was all just downtown. It was all kind of yeah, I think
0: one exception is that there's some, sort of like, stock footage of a, of a building, but we, the, I guess the intention was always to make uh, sort of uh, where deviant behavior takes place a sort of a, a more, like, urban city environment, a, a no-place kind of urban yeah. environment.
2: So what are your, both your backgrounds in in, uh, in making movies? Did you go to film school, or you got self-taught? Um.
4: I went to college for it wasn't like well down here we we didn't have like a program for film the closest thing to it was was kind of like um, television production so I went to school for that just because I was interested in film and that was the closest I could get to doing film plus staying here and then after after I graduated from that I was I guess it was it kind of just went from from self teaching myself the rest.
2: Just learning how that went. Um, uh, what well, kind of? You yeah, go on, sorry.
0: No, no, go ahead.
2: Well, I was just going to ask about the self-taught part, like, because um, it's come up recently in some interviews I've done that a lot of that some people have uh, uh, they learn a lot of stuff from actually listening to commentary tracks.
4: Yeah. Um, well. <clears throat> I mean, me personally, I'm a big fan of making of documentaries, and the more in depth, mm-hmm. the better. And I do listen to commentary tracks, and I, you know, and I'm a big fan of just the make the 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 process of making film. It doesn't really matter what film, just the process of of, of making film, you know, and the history of you know you know the history of Hollywood and all that stuff. So I I was already kind of like I guess like well versed in doing that kind of stuff, and just kind of like you know watching the documentaries and stuff like, like some of my favorites. Oh, I love the documentaries that, that Rob Zombie puts out for his movies, like the one from from, from mm-hmm. Devil's Rejects to Halloween to to uh, to the to 31. You know, I've watched, you know, I'll watch all those, like the four-hour versions. The longer, the better. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I guess that did help just to kind of see how a set is run and what happens on a set, and, you know, and just looking at light setups for, for what they do and how it comes out later as the fair's product. So that, that was always really, really helpful.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Uh, do you guys collect anything at the, uh, go on. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just going to say, I, I, I'm not, uh, Jacob has taught me a lot as far as the filmmaking side. Um, I've always just more been uh, a writer. Um, I always just written stuff, nothing organized. And I've always been uh-huh. a fan of film. Uh, the television with my babysitter so I mean I was really un, un, uh, unfiltered with the type of content I was playing. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, yeah. I mean I, now I just find myself sitting around thinking, of like, how can I kill someone really cool than originally? You
1: know,
0: I, mean, <laughs> now I can, like, I, can uh-huh. I can do it now because I know how to you know how to, I know how to do special effects and, I, and I've met people over the years that have just taught me stuff and um, you know I, I don't know if you know that our crew uh, it, it's a group of interns. These are all you know, uh sort of uh, young people who are interested in making film and uh, who wanted who are interested in, in sort of joining our company at the ground floor, you know, to help us build it up. Um, so we you know we have we have a group of gays. we have we actually our longest serving intern, we, we he was sixteen when he started with us. He actually got on the tail end of dread time stories and he's almost twenty one now and he's Basically, they're a cinematographer. Yeah, he is now, and he's he's fantastic. I mean, Jacob taught him well, and uh, I'm working on a group of makeup people that sort of I can kind of pass down everything that I've done, so that you know they can sort of take over that area and, and kind of free me up to, to to be to supervise a bit more. But yeah, I mean, everything that I've done is self-taught. So it was always, always behind-the-scenes stuff with the makeup. You know, I remember watching uh, the behind-the-scenes for like making of Dracula a long time ago, and you know, I was curious of how they do that, you know, and, and just sort of more and more research and those those behind the scenes stuff always help, too. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, I'm also You, you, were, I mean, you mentioned earlier about collecting stuff. Yeah, I'm a, I mean I, I, I myself off. But yeah, I mean, I I, I spent a lot of money on autographs right here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's good, though. Why not? Do you have any uh, Do you have any memories that really stick out for, from from um, from Texas, right there?
0: Um, a good one
4: for like for for me, a really good one was, um, well, because it, it all happened the, the the very same year. It was the, the first year we screened um, there for 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 Dread Time. It was just you know, well, one good one was just was just screening the actual moment when you when we went up there to introduce the film. And then when it was over, you know, and, and and everybody, including yourself, coming up to us later and telling us, you know, like, how much yeah, they liked it. But another good one, that was also the same year that they had the Phantasm, a reunion.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And um, I went, I was in line to get, I, t- I took a poster, I wanted to get a poster, site, and I was in line for Don Costco, and I, and I just kind of mentioned that we we're screening here. And I, I, thought, I mentioned because, like, I remember watching the Phantasm making of, and they shot mostly, pretty much all on weekends, too. Mostly because they could get their equipment longer if they rented out on Friday than showed it on Saturday until, until Monday, but that, so that's how they did it. And I was like, we did like it was almost the exact same thing. We just filmed on on weekends, and it was just kind of like, you know, I remember you said like, well, you know, that's great. And Somebody said, remember, it's not about the first movie; it's about the fourth movie. It is always kind of just just keep getting better and don't stop. Just keep going on that. So that was a really cool moment. So I, w- I would say like that that one Frightmare, was like the best one so far.
2: Now, you mentioned thinking about uh, kill, uh, cool kills, uh, without giving away. Obviously, do you have some cool kills and deviant behavior? Uh,
0: I, I think so. Um, you know, uh, we spend a lot of time um, fabricating large sort of uh, hunting knives and uh, and axes, and stuff, uh, battle axes and stuff. So. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, I I think they're they're pretty brutal and like I said, based on what the audience, how the audience reacts but as soon as someone gets hit with the axe, they go, oh, and I go, okay, cool, they believe it, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, no, we, we, we we definitely have some, some cool stuff in, uh, demon behavior and, uh, definitely, definitely showcases our, our villain's brutality. Um, you know, she, she's very much, um, a jealous, uh, woman, you know, and, uh, the dynamic, just so you know, and that's not even really too much. Is uh, you know, it's uh, it's a couple. It's a couple, basically. Not not a couple, but uh, uh, Walter basically uses uh, that sort of uh, uh, uses honey to his advantage. Uh, you know, he's not he's not a killer, uh, but he likes to watch. If that makes any sense, so um, uh, he likes. And and honey is actually not just some sort of uh, you know mindless killing machine, honey, is very intelligent. Uh, you know, she uh, she rigs up all the cameras in the house and you know records her tortures and film and, and edits them together and, and produces them for Walter for his own pleasure. Uh, it, it's pretty it's an interesting twisted dynamic.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. it. Sounds very good.
0: You know what day it
2: uh screens at uh at Freightmare?
0: Yes, it'll be uh the fourth of midnight. Uh, technically, Saturday morning, but it's like it's midnight on Friday. Um, oh,
2: that's a that's perfect time.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, we we, we, you know, we got that time slot in this, uh, we were Florida. Like, that's perfect. You know, midnight screening on a, you know, yeah, no day for Friday, I Mary. Mean, it's amazing. And, uh, I know some people, we go into the Friday the 13th, uh, party, but, you know, they get met. I I noticed that it ends a little earlier than a movie ends, so they can, they can come on over yeah. and finish up the film and then wish they saw the rest of it and then
2: get a, get a watch any, you watch know, it on demand or something, you know, October. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, it's coming out in October. It's not, you know... Uh, yeah, well, people listen to this and watch horror movies all the time, but uh, you know, other, uh, more normal people will be, uh, you know, in, uh, in the Halloween season and want to uh, uh, check out some new horror films.
0: Oh yeah. Now, from a marketing perspective, it was ideal just because you know people are get get in the spirit early on, and you're right. they are people are looking for just a horror flip to watch, and yeah. you know, and I think I think we'll we'll be able to entice them with some yeah. more music videos and promotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. We're we're really um, happy when when our distributor gave us our
2: date, yeah, and found out when it was. So we're like that worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I. Internet, Ed Gwynn has, you know, cameo in the movie and uh, we'll have Ed Gwynn uh, on the show next week. I mean, I've heard he's yeah, a good yeah. storyteller so I'm a- looking forward to that. Oh yeah. And then uh, oh, yeah. for people in Texas, they could come out uh, and meet the man. Oh yeah, yeah, I know.
0: Uh, yeah, he's like, uh, basically we've got to spend a lot of time with him over the last few years and uh, you know, he's just a delight and he's great to the fans and he's appreciative of, of uh, their love of the film you know, and uh, you know, we, we work closely with him on, on some of the. On, uh, he has a, 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 a uh, he has his own sort of store for Black marina merchandise. Jacob actually designs his uh, t shirt Oh, well, actually, Jacob oh, really? a lot of this a lot of this stuff. Yeah, aside from the wrench, because uh, 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 Ed sells a, a replica wrench that looks you know replica from the film that was carved by another gentleman uh, based off screenshots and stuff like that. So he sells those, and then he also uh, like I said, Jacob. Uh, you know developed a lot of the the, the, uh, the graphic art for the merchandising stuff t-shirts and magnets we have some magnets coming out and some of his uh hats you know hats inverted uh, trucker hats we just came up with those so you know he said we work with it a lot closely uh, very closely um some of his uh sort of black maria merchandise so like i said he's just a delight to be around i mean i guess said um, we could we could talk for hours if we, we, we could he's just <laughs> yeah, he' is a great story <clears throat> yeah
2: i'm actually looking up Uh, on the site now, and I really like the Black Maria, uh, both the trucker cap and the t-shirt. It's really cool design. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And uh, so, um, how did you uh, come into contact with Ed?
0: Um, We actually, uh, I had befriended Terry McMinn uh, at a show in San Antonio, and we kind of just got connected. And then um, my girlfriend and I uh, took Terry up to the uh, the uh, Kingsland, where the the original houses. Uh, I don't know if you know, but the original house in, used in Chainsaw was moved from Round Rock to Kingsland, Texas, and is now a, um, a restaurant. Uh, oh wow! Uh, Bed breakfast. Yeah. So um, I had uh, reached out to Terry, and you know, and uh, I, I said, you know, "My girlfriend I would like to get lunch up there if you're interested." And she she agreed, uh, which I was sort of shocked at. And anyway, we just became friends, and uh, excuse me, at the uh, about a couple of years later, maybe a year later, I think I reached out to Ed and I'd asked and I said, "Hey, you know, if you're, if you don't have someone sort of repping you, you know, we we kind of we kind of are we're kind of doing it for Terry. Uh, you know, would you be interested? You know, um, and he, he got back to us and said, "Yeah, let's give it a shot." So, um, you know, again by the by the power of the interwebs, <laughs> I call it because I'm getting old. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I say that often as well. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. yeah uh, We did connect <laughs> with him, and like I said, we did it. We've done a few, we've booked a few shows for him, and like I said, we we've helped, uh, we've helped it out merchandising, and you know, we, we've, uh, yeah,
2: he's like I said, he's uh, he's a great guy. Mhm. That must be pretty cool for him because I don't. He didn't really do like conventions until the last few years. I don't
3: think.
0: Yeah, he didn't do. Um, he didn't do anything till about 2012. Um, and uh, re- really, I mean, uh, he-, he really wasn't really connected with the film after he did his part. And there's mm-hmm. like, there's a whole other life that he had. And uh, he was doing a film uh, called Butcher Boys, um, which was actually written by Ken Hinkle. And they actually brought back a lot of the cast uh, to do cameos, and he had his part. And they had mentioned to him, uh, you know, you should go to these conventions. he's like, what, what are these conventions? You know, anything like, well, these people want to meet you, you know. Uh, so then uh, he connected with Lloyd uh, from Frightmare, and Lloyd was actually the one who, had, who helped him get all the screenshots for his uh, for his office. Oh, nice. You know, yeah. Yeah, because Lloyd, Lloyd knew that he was kind of a newbie at it, and I think that was the last time uh, Gunner was at Frightmare. I mean, they, I, I, actually, that was my first Frightmare, because I don't know where I was looking for him. And I couldn't find him, and I remember meeting Gunnar for the first time there, and, and, uh, and Ed Neal there. And it was kind of funny, he was the one I never got, because I was kind of, I wasn't staying at the hotel, I was staying at a smaller hotel about a mile away, but I might as well have been a million miles away. So, I never got a chance to meet him, so I, I thought that was kind of ironic, that he's just kind of more, of you know, more close to work with
1: That's
2: too bad, though. You didn't, didn't get to uh, meet him. He's very. I was, uh, I was a very good guy. So uh, how could people follow I know you got the website how could people follow you guys uh, you know on social media
0: Well our, our main uh, source of getting updates out is our facebook page um so we we we, have, we try to put stuff out there weekly um, you know and, and we we don't just talk about ourselves so all the time we try to you know we try to uh, share <laughs> uh-huh. information that's more related not more related you know. But, yeah STX media on facebook um, you can always find us there um, we do our best to entertain the people that follow us, and we also, you know, like to put out uh, updates on our film and, you know, when they can launch it or when the screening might happen. Um, so yeah, that's the primary uh, form. We're trying to branch out. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, as you know, PR is, is a is a huge is a huge job. Um, uh
1: huh.
0: So and I, I, don't, I, I actually work during the day, so it's hard for me to kind of break away and do a lot of
1: that.
0: But uh, yeah, I'm actually working with a <laughs> university locally. University had a PR class I'm hoping the see weather. Oh wow, and come and work for me. So
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you teach them how to work for you. I like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: I'm teaching yeah. stuff. You're,
2: you're in school again. <laughs> All right. Uh, Oddly enough, uh, the person who made our Facebook page was years ago was a listener to the uh, show, Andrew Vaughn, and he was just like, he's like, oh, there's this new thing, Facebook. I think you guys should have a, you know. And I was like, ah, I don't really care. And he's like, well, do you care if I make you one? I was like, yeah, go ahead, it's fine. I'll be dead. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm starting to say that a lot. You know, like said, our interns are a lot younger than we are, so there's a lot of stuff that I'm learning from them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, one shameless plug, if I may. Of uh, course. We um, we we have just been featured in a book called Texas Schlock, uh, written by Brett McCormick, and it's out right now. you can actually go to our Facebook page, and, and we have the link up there where you can you can purchase it. But I, that was a huge thing for us, too. You know, this guy that we never knew reached out to us says, I've, I've heard about you guys, that you're making, you know, no-budget films in Texas. I'm writing a book about independent filmmakers in Texas. You know, would you send us, you know, would you send it stuff?" So we sent him uh, Dean Behavior. We sent him uh, Dread Time Stories to watch. Well, you know, I didn't know what Schlock meant at the time, <laughs> but he came back and said, he goes, I don't know which you want be part of this book. And we're like, well, why? He's like, well, this is about schlock. And I looked at what schlock meant. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. He's like, you're kind of doing what everyone else is doing. And he wasn't taking a dig at anybody. It was just, he knew that we could sort of stood out. And he said, um, you know, he, you're doing the same thing, but you're, but, the, but the quality of the work you're pr- 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 putting up there is actually pretty good. So it's, like, it's not really schlocky. And I go, well, that's good to know. Uh, but then he, he said, well, how about, you know, I put you in a section where I kind of just kind of say that. You know, and we're kind of like, well, yeah, we can live with that. It's not, it's not a huge deal, you know. So, uh, you know, a year or two later, you know, here it is. It comes out, and you know, we're featuring this book. So, for us to have, uh, you know, done that to be—I mean, I, I'm thinking that too much—but we to have part of literary history <laughs> as, as filmmakers. It's you know, cool, just being a book. It's yeah, cool. and there's some sure. reputable people in there. There's some reputable people in there, you know. And uh, I'm kind of like, wow, we're kind of amongst, you know, these people. Yeah. You know, um,
4: mentioned in a breath is like, you know, they're they're low budget, but they're like on their way up. Like they're trying yeah, to like get, they're yeah, trying yeah. to move on from what right. they're doing. But.
0: And we're always trying to improve. That's <laughs> always our thing. You know, we always are trying to learn from mistakes and figure yeah. out how to do things better. And we are increasingly getting better. In fact, we just uh, we're going to be in Beaumont uh, this weekend at the at, Bo- at the at Boomtown Film and Music Festival, and uh, they asked us to come up and be film panelists. And we're going to be guests. They're going to put us up and all good stuff. So that's pretty cool. Well, we made a specific short for them called Pop, and um, it's about it's about a nine-minute nine short mm-hmm. that we shot just just for that film festival. And uh, we, you know, again, we've just improved, like you know, the quality and the shots and the angles and lighting. You know, we we just keep get uh, getting better and better. But I mean, the past you know two years have been phenomenal for us. You know, just success success after success. You know, getting distribution again. The attention and the positive reviews, you know, uh, we're on the the head now. You know, we're in a book. We're, you know, we're we're, in, we're going to frightmare again with a with a movie. I mean, uh, things are things are going great. You know, and, and again, ultimately, for me, what it means is that you know that we're going to create content for horror fans. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I know as a horror fan, I'm just sort of wanting something new and fresh. Yeah. whenever I can whenever I can get it and that's what I want to provide um, you know as a filmmaker is content and, and make them happy and you know give them what they want for the hour and a half so mm-hmm. um, I think if, if, I think as long as we keep trying to do that I think we'll, we'll continue to be successful like I said we're still on the ground floor with our company you know but my dream is to be a self-funding uh, production company with our very own studio here at Corpus Christi
1: so mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, I, I, that's, that's my goal for a company. <clears throat> Very cool. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. It's been it's been great to talk to you, and I hope you guys have continued yeah. success. I'm really looking forward to seeing Deviant Behavior, and then talking to you guys again after I see it, and I'll uh, tell you guys what I think. Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely.
1: We'll have a drink for two or five. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: That's good. <laughs> Thanks for having us <laughs> that I really do appreciate it. All right, yeah, yeah.
2: definitely. Take care, of you guys. We'll talk to you soon, right. and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Important yep. stuff. Yep. Yep. Bye. Bye. here with your head i'm still dusty neil and i remain terrible troy
3: excellent thanks excellent. 400 episodes troy that's crazy man i was looking down your list and i i hope you didn't compile that list like by hand i hope you didn't go one show write it down two show right i
2: i did did but uh wow. over, over over time over oh, time oh okay i used All to right. keep yeah i used to keep track of it so i could put the uh the show numbers on the comic book logos yep and since i'd had it i you know i just kept up with it you know sometimes i'll lose track and i'll have to you know yeah yeah yeah. well not as but you know uh you know i don't do it ever after every show so you know maybe after 25 shows or sometimes 50 whatever is you know i'll I'll, uh go through them and uh, and you know and add the new ones
3: Oh, but okay. I didn't sit down
2: just for one day and, and do all
3: that. Yeah, because that's stuff. what I thought you had done. And I was like, wow, he's insane.
2: Yeah, yeah I'll have to do that for you. Ah, it would be worth it, I guess, but it would have been, it would have sucked. <laughs>
3: that would have been a lot of work, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, hard to think of a uh, favorite guest over the years. There's so many.
3: Oh, my God, yeah. and And every show, like, you know even the no guest shows, everything like that, oh, uh,
1: yeah.
3: you go back and you think, and even, you know, some of, some of the, the shows that like weren't as memorable, there were moments that you remember from. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Which is, yeah, it's a, cool. uh, yeah, it's hard to think, uh, you know, on the spot here, but it, so I put up a thing and I kind of thought of it last minute here. So, uh, we'll let people, uh, you know, add to this over the week and, Maybe we'll talk uh, next week about some of people's favorite uh, moments.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, I do see here that uh, Dean Knowles does say, though, everyone from the Greasy Crew and uh, and Lawrence Harvey from uh, the Peds, because they're absolute darlings.
3: Oh, yeah. Yep. And
2: Stephen Butler uh, adds uh, Heather Langenkamp, Lance Henriksen, Sid
3: Hagen, Barbara Crampton. Oh, that was that was some wild times, yeah.
2: You know, yeah, and beyond the beyond the show itself, uh, you know, uh, going to the conventions and stuff, there were a lot of great memories. Oh God, yeah.
3: The uh, yeah, it's 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 probably a lot easier to think of the episodes that weren't as much fun. You know, there yeah, weren't many yeah, of those, yeah. and like, yeah,
2: no, so, and th- they were about a few months ago, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, you're right, <laughs> yeah. Which uh, if you're if you're a listener, you could put two and two together.
3: But I mean, a lot more like you know great moments and memories than than bad ones. One's you know, best forgotten. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, the only one real negative, I would
3: think. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, even as far as like you know, guests that didn't live up to the hype, like uh-huh. you know, on lesser things, like uh, really not even worth going into you know like so few
2: yeah yeah because yeah. i know i've mentioned this a couple times and it was um uh, oh god it was uh man what's his name i can't think of his name but he was uh, the monsters uh yeah. Munster. and uh oh, yeah. i went and listen i went and watched the the whole the both seasons of the monsters not uh-huh. that that's a bad thing I love the Monsters. But I watched both right. seasons of the Monsters in preparation of this interview. Uh and at the time we didn't do weekly shows, so we, I had like a you know a month before the interview. Or you know, a couple few weeks anyway. And, and uh so I got all these all these stuff prepared. I thought it was good questions. And he was on five minutes and everything <laughs> he'd answer was just yes or no. And I was like, yep. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> that was that was a sad time. But and was- I, I remember, because I had loved the uh the caricature that I did for him.
2: Oh yeah, I was
3: all excited. Great. Yep, and uh that was that was like a a heartbreaking one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the big highlights, obviously, was um, I always mention,s having been Chapman on the show from oh that was original awesome. Creature from the Black It like, you know, was an amazing moment. Um, I actually and uh, the nicest of that,
3: man. Oh the, yeah, so the, great. Just the sweetest guy. It's um
2: it's weird to think about but he you know he knew he didn't have a lot of time left and that sounds uh, uh like it's very depressing but um I think he'd come to terms with it and he wanted you know he wanted this out there this uh, one more interview out there for people to remember. And I remember how he really lit up when we when he we went live.
3: Oh with um yeah with yeah, ben
2: Chapman. yeah. And then it was an amazing moment that, uh, you know, Troy did the the caricature and he asked for some copies of him. He kept one and then he sent us, uh, uh, he
3: sent signed ones back, you know, for Troy, myself and John. Yeah, that was, that was one of like just the coolest things. Uh, And and also copies of his original contract and all this other neat, just all kinds of cool, like one of a kind, you know, well, memorabilia that you really never see anywhere again.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I obviously still have it here. Uh, he sent an, you know, an autographed copy of his contract where he made like three hundred dollars, I think, for uh, yep. one of the most iconic, you know, movies of all time. And this is before royalties or anything, so I think that's all he made.
3: Yeah, he probably did. <laughs>
2: Ah, man, I'd have to really think about all the, 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 But also uh, really cool for the future here, since I brought up Brent Chapman, Rico Browning is going to be uh, coming on the show.
3: Oh, that's awesome. We'll come other, full circle, you know. Yeah, that. yeah. That's,
2: that's, that's well really by. awesome. Yeah. So I actually hate to think of a name but favorite guest because then I'll feel bad if I leave people out.
3: Oh, yeah. And you know, it's just, you know, unintentional but you know we would yeah 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 just just some of just all the times have been so great and then you know um well I never thought we'd be talking to any of those people you know and like mm. the Benny Chapman's of the world and uh people from some of like my my all-time favorite movies like you know talking to people from uh from American werewolf or talking to uh you know, guests from Fright Night and uh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, stuff you grew up watching. watching mm-hmm.
3: Wild, yep. And then you know, like some of my favorite. Uh, well, actually, just having two times one of my favorite authors, F. Paul Wilson, on was just
1: mm-hmm.
3: one of those things for me that was just like I'll never forget. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, it's almost pretty much the whole cast from the Devil's Rejects movies. Oh, uh, yeah. The Human Centipede films, which, you know, I'm a big fan of. Oh, uh, me too. Uh, but by the way, Keys mentioned she uh, loved the show. It was great. And uh, she's seen uh, Dead Time Stories and enjoyed it. So, very cool. Oh, Thank very you, Keys.
1: good.
2: So, so I do want to bring up some stuff here. So, we uh, they mentioned the new uh, poster, which really has people... Uh, like, some people are just, like,
3: despising it. But oh, really? Because, I don't know, maybe it's hatred. just something with posters that, like, I I mean, it wasn't the best poster I've ever seen, but I didn't think it was anything to really hate, either, though. Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't, uh, normally, I don't really get the, uh, like, I don't know how you can get, like,
3: built-up hatred
2: for a movie poster.
3: No, me either. I, I never understood that. I remember that was the same way with that Spider-Man Homecoming movie.
2: Yeah, and it's like it's it's. I mean, do I have to love it? No, but it's fine. Mm. I actually I like I actually like this Halloween I mean, one. It's it's very basic. It's it's uh, Michael Myers. he has got the mask. I like that the mask is uh, kind of worn out
1: and yeah. Looks, there's like it's
2: a beaten up, a pensive, you know, like a pensive kind of a, a sad look to him there. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool to me.
3: Yeah, I mean, and it's it, it kind of get you thinking a little bit. Like, hmm, I wonder what's going on. So I think it's a pretty effective poster. I definitely don't hate it.
2: Yeah, and it's a real teaser. It just, it just shows you that. It doesn't really tell you anything about the movie or any other characters. Right. It just gives you that, you know, that Michael Myers is back, and it's uh, time has is, is gone
3: on. Yep. So,
2: uh, I think it's doing its job. It has to be interesting.
3: Yeah, me and, uh, too.
2: R- riled up with Patriot, right? <laughs> No. So, uh, I don't know if I mentioned to you since I saw, uh, since we talked here on the show. Uh Three from Hell. Uh it has uh Sean Whalen mm-hmm. and then, uh Richard Brake.
3: Oh nice.
2: Which is uh, that's awesome. That's gonna be really cool to see Richard Brake and, uh, and uh and and uh and Mosley and uh and mostly
3: together.
2: It, oh yeah, Sid, yeah. And Sid, yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah, Sid too, yeah. It's weird because actually the three from hell on the on their on their uh, group page, the Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, there's they don't have a, like a, a thing of Sid hey. Oh no, not Candy. Like a, a little, yeah, I, he yeah. has to be it.
3: Yeah, who who um who is shown? I'll um, go real quick. Take a peek. Yeah,
2: uh, I know they did a uh, you know they did one for um, Panchamolar. Oh, cool. Uh. Maybe they could, oh, here we go. Uh, uh, Emilio Rivera, who's uh, actually from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Austin Stoker, I'm not sure where he's from. Uh, D. Wallace, huge. Obviously. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, Dot Mary Jones. Daniel hmm. Robuck. Clint Howard.
3: Oh, that's tremendous.
2: Yeah. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie.
3: Bob Bill Mosley. Former guests. Former yep. Uh,
2: David Yuri, who's also from, uh, from 31. Jeff Daniel Phillips from, uh, 31. Tom Papa, who is, uh, he was the voice of, uh, the, in the cartoon. I, both of us really like, I know, like, it's one that a lot of, of, uh, zombie fans hate. Oh, really? No kidding.
1: Yeah.
2: I always like,
3: yeah, I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. I remember liking it, but,
2: uh, cause it came out not too long after, uh, Halloween, too, and I was like, man, he put all his time into this, into the cartoon because it's, oh, yeah. it's way better. <laughs> yeah, I think we're definitely in the minority with that one. And, um, and Danny Trejo.
3: Oh, nice. Former guest.
2: Which, obviously, to love Danny Trejo. Oh, absolutely. I'm having some technical difficulties here on the show tonight. I cannot hear Troy, but I do know he's talking because oh. I see I see the lines going there.
3: You cannot hear oh, me. I hear you now. Hear okay. You now. You. Yeah. All
2: right. So here we go. They do have a picture here of Sid, but he's he's they they just have a picture of him with a kitten.
3: Oh, and not in clown makeup or anything, or
2: yeah, not
3: with like the three from Hell. Uh... Oh, okay. Eh.
1: So I got to think that's coming then. Hmm.
2: I saw so, the Death House. Uh, go on, sir.
3: Oh, I was just wondering, that, that one's out this year, or are they making it this year to release next year?
2: They just finished it. I don't know if there is, like, uh, if they've announced when it'll actually like, be released. Okay.
3: I know with just with some of Zombies' things, like, re- remember with um, uh, The Witches of Salem there? It took yeah. forever for that to come out. They'd finished the movie like a year or two in advance.
1: Mm
2: hmm. Yeah, I think it was hard. Like uh, people just didn't want to distribute it for some reason. Oh. It seems like when he kind of steps out of the box and does something a little different, like people don't want to, uh, which is sad because yeah, I actually like really like that movie, and I think it kind of stopped him from doing anything different. Oh I think yeah, that's why we got we got thirty one. Which uh, I don't know you you liked it, but it is very much like a Rob Zombie movie.
3: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, there's this uh, logo here for Mister Baggy Britches, and he's a clown. <laughs> Originally, they had. Posted, they posted this a little while ago, and I was like, "Man, that looks like uh, Clint Howard," and then it came out that Clint Howard is in it. So Clint Howard must play Mister. He plays Mister. Baggy Britches.
3: Uh, that's Howard. awesome. That's a great name. Mm-hmm. Clint Howard. I'm, I'm excited. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm excited to see Clint Howard in this. Oh, me too. Me too. I'm all geeked up for this. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm happy about everything. This movie just from the time they. You know, announce that it was coming out has made me happy. Mm-hmm. Rob uh, Zombie brought me joy.
2: Yes. So over on the uh, the Death House page on uh, Facebook, they have a Death House uh, coming to Boston thing, which is pretty cool because they really asked their fans to get behind, you know, uh, to help get this movie, you know, out in, in oh, your good. area. So I joined the the Boston one, mm-hmm. and they put up a thing just saying that they'll they'll be. Uh, they didn't say it's definitely coming or anything, but they said. There'll be news coming, so uh, hopefully it's going to be playing somewhere, you know, in Boston.
3: Oh, I hope so. I would like to be able to see it, you know, on the big screen. Oh yeah. Well, I remember when when Thirty One came out. Um, I think you went to Boston to see that one, mm-hmm. and B and I we saw it in uh, in Foxborough. They had it at the Lux there, mm-hmm. so. If it does the same kind of thing, we'll be we'll be good to go.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, but uh, it's uh, you know I I like to see it anyway, but there oh, is yeah. something special about being able to see it on the big screen.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's for me. I think that's a must for you know any kind of you know one with like any kind of I don't know. Um, just you know the. Coming out the premiere, I guess, just you know, yeah, just yeah, be a neat yeah. buzz around.
2: Um, it came out, you know, because uh, I, I both of us love the, uh, the the movie pass, and yeah, it oh, came yeah. out the they lost like a hundred, it lost like one hundred fifty million last year. Oh no, yeah. So there, there's some changes, I guess. I guess now you can only use it four times a
3: month. oh Okay, so once uh, a week, which is still, yeah, which is yeah. still quite as good. Oh, yeah, and, and it's gone down in where, price, right?
2: Yeah, it's only 6 a month now, so, yep. I mean, you, that's just amazing. And one thing I saw a lot of people bitch about, but uh, I didn't really have a, a problem with it, is uh, you have to, uh, not always, but sometimes I guess they'll ask you to show proof that you went to see the movie, so you have to take a picture of your stub. And oh, really? the reason is, Yeah, the reason is because people use it, and then they don't go, and then movies, MoviePass still has to pay the theater, then, so they pay, oh. have to pay the theater like twelve dollars or something, and oh, if you don't go, they you know they're just out the money. And I'm yeah, just like, why sucks. do people do that? Just to be an asshole? Yeah,
3: that's just a dick move. It's like, man, I, I really hate saving all this money on this thing. I'm just gonna screw with it, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, that's just being an asswipe, basically. Mm-hmm. But I hope it definitely continues. I, I oh, love me it too. Yeah, it's a, the it's a best thing that's happened like, you know, for theater goers
1: mm-hmm.
3: in forever, I think since yeah, the invention yeah. of hot buttered popcorn <laughs>
1: which,
3: I can which no you can, can no longer have. But damn it smells
2: good. Why don't they hot butter something else?
3: <laughs> that's true. Although just, I, I did have a hot buttered pretzel and oh, yeah? it wasn't very good. I don't know what it is. It's just something about like a buttery pretzel that just doesn't make it as good. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a salty pretzel nuts. guy.
2: Yeah, he can't eat nuts. He can't hot butter nuts. Not butter my nuts, I guess. Hey, he, hey. uh, he <laughs> <laughs> out their interest, but uh, hot, I don't know what what, what kind of stack
3: take, on that offer. Well, if you're Tom Brady, you well, no, because he wouldn't do butter cuz he he and his kids they have like uh oh and um, kiss well they do that too but they uh he he brings like soy chips to the movies
2: soy so chips yeah i don't know about that these mm. well i guess oh, no, it's it was kale
3: chips i'm sorry they're they're um oh. freeze dried kale chips which sounds delicious.
2: Well, all right. So uh, I haven't for a while, but I uh, I used to put the... Now I usually do spinach or green, something that tastes good. But uh-huh. I, I was putting kale in my smoothies because the idea is that kale is supposed to be the super veggie and it's all these benefits. Where they say uh, the um, spinach is the same way. But anyway, so you, the idea is you hide it you know, amongst the fruit, the good the stuff that tastes good. Uh-huh. And so... so so when we were in, uh, and when we were in Charlotte, we thought we I was like, this was like this the super smoothie house. Oh yeah,
3: it had it, a bit, right? But it's like
2: this. It wasn't like the smoothie king, which is in the malls. This was like a big smoothie place. I was like, oh, i am I going here? So I got this green smoothie. It's supposed to have pineapple and mangoes and bananas, and it also has you know the kale and the, and spinach and you know stuff. So like I said, the idea is. You, you want to hide all that stuff underneath the bananas and the pineapples.
3: So it's the like mangoes. the fruit flavored this, V8, where you just taste the fruit right. and all the good exactly. veggies in there, but you don't taste them. Exactly. Okay.
2: This place, though, had like the opposite idea. They were like, <laughs> we're going to hide, you know, the bananas and the pineapples underneath this kale because it right. was just like drinking, like, you know, just
3: like kale juice. Yeah, it looked like grass shavings you were drinking. And
2: I, I had ones that are green, but they still taste good. But this, this was not. This was not a good thing. <laughs> then I felt bad, like I couldn't just throw it away. I'm like, well, I paid
3: for this, I'm gonna drink it. Yeah, you paid like 14 bucks for a smoothie, so you better drink it.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it took like an hour and a half to get
3: it. Oh yeah, that that was a very quick place. <laughs> yeah,
2: Jesus. So like,
3: you guys get nothing else to do, right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, we got, we got like a whole barbecue platter a lot quicker than a smoothie. Oh
3: my god, you're not kidding! Yeah, it, I bet it tasted a hell of a lot better too. It did, it did. It did. Man, I find myself thinking about that place now. I just have you used your rub? I just used my rub from that place. Oh, yeah. I haven't. It really good. I
2: haven't. is it? Yeah, yeah. I what,
3: what was, was it? Queen City Barbecue. Yeah, like, that was great. Awesome place. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm looking forward to getting
5: some barbecue when I'm in Texas here.
3: Oh, you better! So, so the last... one thing, Neil, have you uh, have you heard about the Netflix original series of um, Lost in Space?
2: I've heard of it. I've seen mostly negative reviews, some positive ones, but I heard that you dig it.
3: I do. I like it, and friend of the show former guest and all-around cool guy and creature boy Brian Steele is the robot in uh in the show
1: awesome.
3: yeah and the robot's way cooler he's not warning danger will Robinson well he does uh-huh. say that but he says it in like much cooler ways and he's yeah. he's a pretty like awesome robot he's he's he looks like out kind of some video game or something that I've seen I, I I don't really play any video games anymore, so I don't know the name of things, but
1: mm-hmm.
3: he's he's a definite upgrade on the old robot.
2: Very cool. Yeah, I'd have to check it out. So, like, um, what's like the the vibe of the show? Because the original one's very campy.
3: Oh yeah, this this one's completely different. It, it starts out like um it it's still the Robinson family. Um but the robot's not with them, and they're not by themselves. They're part of, like, a big settlement group, and they're going to, like, Alpha Centauri. And um, so there's their ship and, like, probably at least another hundred on this big main ship or station, I guess. I guess it's like a space station going there. And um, they have some kind of accident that I'm not going to tell you about because you find out more about it later. I'm only four episodes in, but then it, the uh, the main thing, the main um, uh, station gets blown up, so everybody kind of jettisons their own little spaceships away, and they crash land on this this planet. It's it's a lot like um, more life and death in the old show. You know, they they haven't met like uh, like a unicorn and. Um, like, I don't know uh, uh, Abe Lincoln on a planet or anything, you know and, uh, and then they meet the robot after that and then they meet uh, some of the other characters like Dr. Smith later as well but it's, it's, it's grittier it's not nearly as gritty as like um, you know, like the take on the Marvel stuff on there or anything like that you know, it's not like Daredevil Gritty. But it's it's way more realistic than the old show anyway. But so far, four episodes in, I'm liking it. And the robot's badass. It's it's worth watching, just see the badass robot.
2: Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely check it out.
3: Yeah. The only thing I do miss though is the old theme song. You know, they don't have the dun 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 dun
1: dun.
3: I don't have that. Maybe next time. Yeah, that's okay. I can live without that theme song too.
2: So, uh, uh
3: yeah. Speaking of TV
2: shows here, uh, the The Walking Dead at its finale, and oh, uh, you, yeah, I see you know a lot of negativity towards The Walking Dead uh, the last couple of years. Uh, I thought it was one of the best seasons. I really enjoyed uh, every episode. I didn't think it had like a stinker or anything. Oh wow. and, uh, I really liked the story arc and. It brought uh, the end to the Negan storyline and and it it brought up, you know, yeah, that uh, there'll be a looks like a new storyline brewing for for the next year. So uh, I really dug it.
3: What was it uh, similar to the comic uh, ending with him or? Yes, it was. Oh, okay, good. Yes, it was. which I was uh, happy about. Good, good, good. And they never uh, like it too much when they veer.
2: Yeah, I think the best stuff is when they're very close to the comic, and a lot of the Negan stuff has been really dead on to the awesome. comic. In the uh, uh, so then they had a continuation because oh um, well, they got the staff. I forget, Morgan, he left and then he walked to uh, to the other show, Fear of the Walking Dead, and oh. so I watched it and it was it was pretty cool because it did it was just a continuation of uh, the Walking Dead. It did. Tied up some stuff with him and the people from The Walking Dead, and then he basically just you know walked and ran and took cars across country and uh, ended up on. I, I never, I'm no, I'm not familiar with the walking with the fear of The Walking Dead, so mm-hmm. you know I don't know like any of the characters on there, but it was it was uh, it was cool. All right, that's good then. Yeah, so, so I might have to catch up on it. What is it in its third season? I really don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I only watched the first couple, and I just didn't care for it.
3: Right, right. I remember them.
2: I do think timeline-wise, it doesn't make a lot of sense, because it's it takes place before The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, and then now, I guess, it's a, now it's suddenly the same timeline. <laughs> but, I mean, it, whatever. It's a TV show, I guess. But
3: now, is it in it does it does a different part silly. of the country? Is it, like,
2: yeah, I think West it's, Coast? So you know, yeah, it's the West Coast. So you walked okay. all the way across the country, I guess. All right a long way to go. I sure time though. to get yeah.
1: there.
2: Yeah, because if it is like California or something, like there was no civilizations at all in the middle of the country, they just walked <laughs> the other...
3: No, they all sucked. The Mid, you know, Midwest was like, nah, fuck it,
1: we'll just, we'll just, just kill ourselves,
3: California. you know, yeah. We got nothing to live for. Uh-huh
2: so uh a trailer that our mom is dying to see for the movie is Meg
3: uh, <laughs> yep
2: and uh I, i've always been a guy who thugs just don't even make shark movies because they can't live up to the to, to, to jaws and so yeah. i don't think this one will live up to jaws as far as like quality of a movie but it does look very entertaining so i'm actually some people are hating on this i think it looks very entertaining and i want to see the Meg.
3: Oh yeah, I like the in the uh, trailer. Like the first um, shot you get of of the giant megalodon, like, mm-hmm. and it bites into the um, glass and leaves this yeah. huge like teeth imprint. Was mm-hmm. was pretty neat. Yeah,
2: that's pretty cool. Was, I guess it's like it a giant squid. Oh you know, yeah,
3: squid. Yeah, we like a good giant squid.
2: Yeah, it looked, yeah, it looked, I looked, I dig it. Uh, I, and I, and Statham is like a. I'm not really big on like kind of like cheesy action movies, but uh, Statham I actually like. I usually like it. In Do movies. you?
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. He's a guy I've never warmed up to. I think he just mumbles too much for me. It's hard for me to understand just, that guy. I like it. just you just hate the English. <laughs> Maybe you're right, the mumbly English.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, Quiet Place is doing very good, which is good to see. Horror movies continue to do good this year.
3: Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's tremendous. And and yeah. word of mouth has been really good with that too. I think. Like,
2: yeah, yeah. It was weird because I went to, when I went to, it, mm-hmm. went to see it. Went to see I really didn't know if it would like uh, connect to like mainstream audiences, besides uh, the very ending, and uh, it did in the theater. I remember thinking, "Wow, this movie's really working for these people." Uh-huh. And they totally erupted at the very end, which is the only like to me. I find the very end kind of eye rolling.
1: Oh, the, really? It's
2: a very the crowd. It's a very
3: it's an audience pleaser. So oh, that's okay. Fine. Yep, yep. Well, every now and then you got to have like a feel good kind of deal. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So that's why, because the movie is very somber. Besides that, so.
3: yeah, just the trailers are pretty pretty down. You know.
2: Uh The Conjuring Two, the Nun. So, well it's a sequel to The Conjuring Two. So oh. it's a spin-off of a sequel, which is very weird.
3: Yeah, I'm not really a fan of when they do that because I, I really like The Conjuring Two, but Um I don't need like a standalone movie with one of the Yeah. Like it secondary really seem monster like, characters.
2: Yeah. It really did seem like that character was just thrown in the movie. So they could have a spin-off of of the nun.
3: Yeah, it really right. doesn't have
2: much connection to the to the story.
3: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't uh Yeah, I don't it's think it was really cool, needed but, in the movie itself, but yeah.
2: No, I mean it's definitely a cool visual, but like, oh yeah it got, the story was like based on a true story and this had no connection to it at all.
3: Yep. Yeah, I don't I, I don't really understand that. But like I said, I, I enjoyed the movie, but yeah. This one, uh, I really... I'll probably watch when I catch it like on HBO or something. But besides that, I'll probably stay away from it.
2: So I saw, you know, you've had killer truck movies. You've had... You know, there's all, all these different movies. but you always got to find like something new to do. Clowns, all these things. And I just saw a, a trailer for the first ever killer drone movie.
3: Really, it's called Hover. Like, oh, that's pretty awesome.
2: Like, it looks like well made stuff, but it's just weird because so much of it is just like a you know. There's people like looking very like uh, you know, her horrified. And, stuff. and it's just like a it's just like a you know a drone sitting there like. Mm. I don't, think so. I don't know.
1: It's not is it very. by something,
2: something
3: think. or is it just?
2: I don't think so. I think it's more of it's like just a gone crazy. Editing.
3: Yeah. Wow, that <laughs> that doesn't sound very frightening at all.
2: No, that did I don't know. It looks pretty dumb, but <laughs> I'll see it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I like the you know,
3: something new anyway, the killer drone movie. Yeah, we'll give give them props for that. Mm-hmm. That they're trying something different.
2: Yeah. Well 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 we were talking earlier with the guys. Well it do for drones, what uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre did for like you know uh, small uh, <laughs> the southern the places, above, and right. Well, people just, be oh, holy fuck! Look at the drone.
3: It's true. They're just gonna drop and hide. Like, ah. It'll be like the birds, you know. Uh huh. You were? I went. I, I was alive at the time.
2: But do you were? Do you think people were like really a, a fearful birds after the birds came out? Do you think there's like a period of time, like people always feel like it's a pigeon? Pro-
3: probably not like Jaws. I wouldn't imagine, you know, not uh, like sharks or anything. But
1: yeah.
3: I don't know. I, I gotta. Nah, nah. I don't think so. I. I nah, I, I don't think it. I don't think they did.
2: I like to just think they were. I I'm gonna start, start that. I'm gonna go like put it on the Wikipedia page like, awesome. and when this movie came out you know uh, it started the fear of birds
3: <laughs> over the city no I think actually people got more afraid of birds well not according to your history there Your, I don't know this <laughs> might be like altered history but right? um, I think they were more like afraid when the whole bird flu came out we need a new flu. What, what can yeah. the next critter be for spreading a flu?
5: From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound and horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have listened The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming night! Roughly, they're coming night! Roughly, they're coming night! Roughly, they're coming night! night. Roughly. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're
3: coming night! Yeah, so the next critter to, to get its own flu, like, uh... Like the the mouse or the the manta ray? What do you think?
2: Mm, manta ray. I think a manta ray could just be
3: you know dangerous on its own. It doesn't need the flu. It's That's like true and you don't come into contact with them very often. Either. Yeah,
2: right, right. It's like this very rare thing that you'll <laughs> yeah. see like like once in your lifetime. Holy oh, shit! It's the manta ray? But stay like, away you from it. Got-
3: might catch a flu. <laughs>
2: Because, like, you wouldn't do, like, the shark flu because the shark's just going to eat you.
3: Yeah. Well, that'd be awesome. We'll do a flu of things that'll just kill you anyway. Like the tiger flu.
1: Right.
3: You know, so if you get bitten by a tiger, don't worry Uh about, like, eating your leg or something. Just watch out because it might be contagious. Yeah.
2: I bet the kitten flu, that would be bad. Or puppy flu.
3: (laughs) That would be bad news. Everyone loves puppies. Yeah, I couldn't control myself. I'd still snuggle with them. I don't care.
2: Speaking of vicious animals. Oh. Uh, the Terror. This is an amazing show. I'm loving this.
3: I haven't seen it yet. I still have to catch up on that one. There's been, like, just too many shows, like, thrown at me all in, you know, a re- recent amount of time.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love this show. Um, you can, They have an AMC, like, you uh, for five bucks, a month, you can just binge watch all their shows. Just oh, no of, you can even watch, yeah, you can watch every episode of this, even oh, wow. though they're only up to episode four or five. But, uh, I was oh, tempted to
3: because sneak I like the show. Sneak in so there—that's yeah. kind of
2: neat. It did tempt me, because I like the show so much, and I don't want no spoilers. But this, the episode this week, you did get to see in its full form the creature and the terror. That's awesome.
3: Ooh. it's pretty awesome it was it was worth the wait
2: <laughs> oh it's, it's a great show i heard the novel's great too so i, I would like to read it yeah and the terrors are, was a real ship yep interesting it's weird to think they're up there for years like i haven't much how it suck to be stuck in ice for years like oh. just, your life as you're living on this ship in, in like the north pole
3: yeah they can keep that Oh, so yeah, people would have never like journeyed very far if i was in charge of stuff i'd be like nah i don't really want to do that
2: yeah you didn't see it like they're showing it like and i assume that's like you know pretty realistic that the boat stuff is like you know they're in ice and you're like chipping away at the ice and this is like, <laughs> like, who the hell would want to do that it's almost no. like a ship that's going through the ground
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because you can't really go anywhere you know when you, when you see like those, you know like icebreaker type ships and things. Yeah. Like that was a different breed of people.
2: Mm-hmm. Screw that! Uh, Ash for Evil Dead. I'm all up on.
3: Oh, you are excellent, excellent. This season I've been loving.
2: Yeah, it's tons of like you know crazy uh, and gross stuff. Lots <laughs> of bodily fluids.
3: Yeah, it seemed like last year they really started to get into the bodily fluids, you know, and and have, him have Ash get like like when he was like getting stuck in the corpse and things and then, uh-huh. then this year at like the uh the sperm bank was yeah, it was, was kinda awesome. like the highlight of gross uh and I, I don't yeah. know if anybody could pull that off except for um Bruce Campbell. No, probably not. Like, he's just such a great, like, physical comedian, which is kind of a lost mm-hmm. art, I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only the only negative thing, it's a small thing. I do think uh, having another evil Ash was a little repetitive. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. besides that, it's been it's been great. But I did I like, like it when as evil Ash was a baby.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Especially when he pops into the woman. And so it's oh like my this, god! That was another
3: great, like, gross out thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: how I don't know how that show you know, because I know there's a lot of uh, gore and stuff on TV, but because it's like, um, what's the show? Uh, blood feast. The new blood feast is really getting attacked by the MPAA. They can't like get the R-rated one out. or well, the oh, unrated no one out? Yeah, because of, of gore. And I'm thinking how much gore can there be than
3: that for that Circle I mean this was, <laughs> Oh, I don't think there can be, right? Each episode. Yeah.
2: And I guess a lot of it is just because it is also a comedy. Like I think it it you know gets away with some of it.
3: Maybe. And and then I know people that like love that show that can't watch like you know a straight up horror movie, but I think it's just cuz there's enough humor in it to kind of like mm-hmm. You know, balance out just the gallons and gallons of gore yeah. that, like, I guess it's okay. But I just thought it was kind of funny. It's like, wow, yeah. there's more gross out shit in that movie, in that show. Right. Then, than like, like any orbit movies. movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Besides, like, a Serbian film or something. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, like, a Urshul Gordon Lewis movie, you know, uh-huh. there's more, like, gore in this thing than anything you can think of.
2: That's why I always get a kick out when people are like, oh, you know, uh, some comic book or some show, some shows come, you know, a show about a comic book, whatever, is coming to basic cable and they're like, oh, it can't be, on that's got to be on HBO or blah, blah. I'm like, have you watched, like, these shows that are on
3: cable? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah, you know, Evil Dead, you know, The Walking Dead, uh, the Breaking Bad, like, I oh, mean, yeah. they're pretty hardcore stuff.
3: Oh, Yeah. Even even like some of the animated stuff. Like if you watch like uh Archer, you know?
2: Uh yeah, there's, there's very this crazy very stuff very little like they're not gonna show like uh
1: uh
2: like there won't be the F bomb, like there's not gonna, I think they're even right. allowed to do like one fuck like a season or something. Oh really? And, yeah, but there's pretty much everything else is, is this game. Oh yeah. And we won't see like Penetration, I guess, but like you're not going to see that on HBO either.
3: No, no.
2: But yeah, a yeah, right.
3: few things. You're right that are like off limits now.
2: Uh, Art Bell died, which was uh, was sad to hear. Who did Art Bell? Who used to do uh, Coast to Coast? Used to talk about the shadow people, and maybe you never listened to him, but no, uh, never did. he was you know a lot of the cryptozoology stuff. Oh. He had a very soothing voice I used to, the reason I used to listen to him he used to come on after um, the law live audio wrestling that he used to come out of Toronto and then right after that would be uh, would be Coast to Coast with Art Bell and I'd listen to him and it would always be you know these weird you know monster things. I remember the shadow people were were a real big thing on, on Art Bell but uh i I always enjoyed it and i enjoyed the callers a lot of you know out there callers people calling in who see you all these different monsters and whatnot oh okay yeah it's probably the most i'd say probably the most famous of that kind of uh radio whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm.
3: no I, i wasn't familiar with it
2: Yeah, so that's too bad um a few years ago, here on the show, was my favorite horror movie of the year. Was we are still we are still there, we're still here. Mm-hmm. And I was really I loved the movie. I thought it was a great blend of uh, like old school, like kind of seventies, kind of the, the slow burn horror, but also with with nice payoffs and cool you know monsters and stuff. So to me, it was like a really perfect blend. And it had an older cast, which I like. Yep, uh, everything about it. I thought it was just a, a, a great movie. And so I was looking forward to uh, Ted uh, Geoghan's follow-up film, uh, Mohawk. And, oh, okay. Um, man, was I disappointed! Oh no! Yeah, I hate to say that, but it was—it's was just not a good movie. It does, it's those—it's uh, very cheap-looking. Which I know it's a lower-budget movie, but um, we are still here looks so good. You know, high oh, yeah. production value. Yeah, and it's clearly not set in the 1800s like it's supposed to be. It just oh, really? really looks like guys. Watch, it looks like something like um, I to say like someone in high, like someone in high school who had some, you know, who's halfway decent. Like yeah. went out with their friends and and made like because it's not. It's very uh, bad. No.
3: Uh, I thought like, anybody in was it really from cool. from the other one. No, no Luke Harper's no. in it from WWE. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, very. And um, I I said this a bunch of times on the show where. I don't get caught up in genre, and I don't, you know, I don't. Why argue if seven's a horror movie or thriller? I never understand that. That being said, this movie's really being uh, uh, sent to like horror websites and like because I think of some of uh, we're still here. Yeah, it's not a horror movie at all. It's a, it's like oh no giant, no, it's an action you know drama movie. There's nothing, uh, nothing horror about it. Oh boo.
3: I figured with Luke Harper, he'd be like some crazy hillbilly, maybe, you know, cannibal yeah, hillbilly just, uh, or something.
2: he's yeah, just like, you know, a, a Confederate guy hunting Indians. Oh, boo. It's very disappointing. It's too bad. It's something I was really looking forward to. Yeah. So, the new uh, the new Tremors is out. And uh, it's reviewed on, on the website by Jason Mitten over dot WithoutYourHead.com. And also in the works is an eight-part TV series. So they have, I think this is part six movie. At the same time, yeah, and Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward are coming back for the TV series. But I don't think uh, Michael Gross is, because he he continued the show. I think that's kind of shitty, because it's like this guy that continued this franchise. And then they're like, well, let's reboot it. But we won't include him.
3: Yeah, that's not good. I thought he was the highlight of like most of those movies anyway
2: yeah definitely especially
3: all the sequels
1: yeah, you
2: know, yeah. The first the first one he's got a fun part but I think the first one I, I actually like all all the movies
3: yep. you know to some degree I don't like, think uh, I've seen them all but the ones that I've seen I've enjoyed yeah yeah
2: you obviously not like uh, I'm not saying like they're you know
3: they're not like not yeah yeah great
2: right, but but I, I I dig them. I think they're fun. Yep, I do too. It's weird that they're continuing the sh- the movies, but at the same time, a TV show that's no, I think the are TV they going to be
3: completely is- separate or will they link together somehow?
2: I think it only links to the first one. Oh, I think they skip you know all these sequels that are going on. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. That's like the thing though. You know, H H2- two. Uh, I know I said this before, but H2O H2O did that with H2O, you know, Halloween, Mm -hmm. 20th anniversary, skipping all the sequels. This is a sequel to the original. Totally cool fun. And this new new Halloween, we're skipping all the sequels. This is the 40th anniversary. And I'm like, that's all... Uh, I'm not saying the movie (laughs) will be bad at all. Right. I'm looking forward to it. But it is the exact same thing that H2O did, only now they're skipping even more time.
3: And, yeah, and more movies. <laughs> all right, that's a little wacky. Yeah,
2: again, like I just—if you're okay, let's say you, know, I—we grew up with these movies and we watched them as they came out.
1: But mm-hmm.
2: let's say you're a kid, you know, this is your fir- your first experience with Halloween. So you watch us like, well, I'm gonna go back and watch the hall ho- all the Halloween. <laughs> so like, so I watch Halloween and I watch Halloween too and they they connect. They're like, you know. This picks up right where the first one ended. Yeah, And then the third one, which I really like, but okay, now there's no Myers at all. Now it's about, you know, these masks that are killing kids. You'd be like, well, what the hell? And then, like, you know, the fourth or the sixth are these, there's this weird story about some Satan, like a Satan group <laughs> that Michael and, and I believe Loomis is in most of those, even though he's like, I think he died twice by this point. Or he's yeah, died anyway.
3: it's all burned up at one point, right?
2: Yeah. And so then you, so it does build up to like there's this guy with boots on and he's walking into this, he saves Michael, you know, this place. And you're like, well, holy shit. I wonder what, what who this guy is? Well, you'll never know. Because then we go to, we go to H2O and we're going to skip all that. So we watch, the watch all this, the build up that leads nowhere. And then we're reboot. Then the series reboots to the, the sequel to the first or second. And then, then there's a, a sequel to that, and, and, and what's-her-name gets killed. She gets her head chopped off, I believe.
3: Oh, there is a and, sequel uh, to that. Maybe I've never even seen that.
2: Yeah, it's got some, uh, one of the rappers in it. Oh, uh, okay. And he just beating the shit. Some rapper's beating the shit out of Michael. It's really terrible. Movie. <laughs> Resurrection, I think it's
1: called. Okay. He gets
2: his head chopped chopped off in one of them but then he comes but you know it's one thing to come back when you get shot in the eye That's, but <laughs> if you get your head cut off
3: yeah then it's tough
2: yeah i think i think the, the explanation is sorry for am this this it's been a while but i think the explanation is like someone cuts a head off but it's really uh what's her name in the michael myers mask like he puts her in it and then someone else cuts her head off i can't oh, really I could well didn't she I, cut I his, his head speak. off
3: Oh, you you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I think she
2: did. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, the end of H2O, she cuts his head off.
3: Yeah,
2: it's been a while. So anyway, yeah, well, so you watch yeah, yeah, so so this clearly is not making any sense. Like why watch <laughs> movies at this point? And then from there, then you just get a totally new movie that's a retelling of the first movie, but you're slightly different with uh, Rob Zombie's movie, and then you get a sequel to that which is just totally batshit crazy
3: <laughs> oh god yeah that's gonswell
2: and then you go and then you get a sequel again to the first movie that's yeah. so so now this other stuff didn't happen and the head, beheading didn't happen all that stuff didn't happen and and again all the stuff that so my idea is i want someone to go out there and make a direct sequel to halloween part 6
3: Yes, go off and and tell us this "what if" type story.
2: Exactly. Where who the fuck was the guy in the, the boots?
3: Yep, I've always wanted to know that myself.
2: Yeah. So then you just then you can skip H two O. You skip, uh, you know, him fighting the rapper. You skip the, the zombie, and you skip this new one. And I'm not saying this new one's bad because I have no idea. I only see a poster, but, but right. that's what I that's what I want. The direct sequel. Yeah, well, they can
3: make them this. at the same time. You know. Then we'll have two separate, yeah, separate timelines going on. Yep. I think that's what they do with those like bad X-Men movies.
2: Yeah, they're just all over the place.
3: Yeah, so why not? I don't we'll try
2: really, that. I have yeah.
3: so that's my idea. I like your idea. It works for me. Uh,
2: I'm sure there's other franchises you can do that with, too. That oh, yeah.
3: I'm sure if you look around, there's probably a ton of them.
2: So, Gremlins 3 will not be... They're not going to do a Gremlins 3, just another sequel. They're going to reboot the whole franchise, a new Gremlins movie. Oh, no kidding. Which I I'm I would like to see another Gremlins movie, but yeah, I, I, like, I like the sequels. Why not just continue them?
3: Yeah, me too. I mean, it's like, been so much time Gremlins. now, like, yeah, nobody really remembers. You could do a sequel, and if you want yeah. to veer a little bit, go ahead.
2: Right. And you know, it's not like um, you know, it's not like the Gremlins movies were beaten into the ground and they were blasting them off into space or anything. Like, there's yeah. only two of them.
3: Yeah, they didn't make twenty of them.
1: You know,
2: all right. Yeah, because I, I don't know. It's like it's cool to see the. I you know I like a lot of, of remakes. I'm not saying all remakes are bad, but it does come a point where it's like, well, I do I have to just keep seeing like you know origin stories of all this stuff over and over.
3: Oh yeah. Which was one of the things that I loved so much about um uh that newer Spider Man one was the fact yeah, that it they didn't bother, you know. They're just, like you've yeah. seen this at least twice, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: there's so been like three sweet. in the last like <laughs> yeah. ten years, like we keep telling you the same thing over and you know.
3: So we're gonna just assume, you know, yep, I was bitten by a radioactive spider, so let's move from there. Okay, cool. Uh,
2: now, I'm sure the next uh, uh, movies, Universal Monster movies, will be like the new reboot of the of the <laughs> continuation of
1: Oh
3: my role. god, that's oh, the that. saddest thing.
2: You're gonna need like a chart of it eventually. Like, well, this is not official canon of right. Universal horror. This, yep. this is the real mummy, not this mummy, and this <laughs> and this Dracula, and this one isn't part of it. You know, no, no, is afraid, this mummy the either Brendan
3: Fraser's so. mummy? No, no, no. Is is it the Tom Cruise? No, no, that movie sucked too. So we we scrapped all that shit. We went straight to this one. <laughs> this is the Giovanni Rabisi mummy.
2: <laughs> and you do you think are they still? I don't know if the uh, I don't know if you can just go forward with it now. You just no, like, how many times
3: do you have to fail before it's like, okay, this just isn't working? And, like, it's, it's, and then nobody it's, comes it's, up with the idea like, you know, well, let's just make a good horror movie and then if it's a hit, then we can worry about, you know, building right, up it. Right, right. And, mm-hmm. You know, let it work I think you're, you're,
2: Yeah, you're cutting off of it's like when you're trying, you can't I don't think you can force that stuff. Like we're we gonna no. make this connecting universe. No, if something it, goes wrong, it's yep. screwed.
3: Yeah, because well look at like, you know, the DC thing with the with the super friends and like you know I know it made some money, but nothing compared to what it cost to make the movie.
2: Yeah.
3: Everybody was so disappointed in it. It's like where do you go from there? You know?
2: I, I think when you have that much money in a movie and you just have Character that everyone in the world knows, Batman. Super- it's <laughs> yeah. gonna make amounts of money.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Anyway, but but you have to. It still has to be good. If you want to, like, you know, when you're putting three or four or five hundred million dollars in a movie, it really has to be, you know, something beyond just like,
3: yeah, you just would shit. Hold. Yeah.
2: So what's funny though? I think I remember. You know, we talked about it years ago. And it was always just, even, even like, horror fans, so, well, not all, but some were, like, defending it, was Universal's, like, well, they're not going to be horror movies, they're action movies. And people are like, well, that makes sense, because, you know, no one goes to see horror movies. Well, and then the last few years, horror movies have blown up, and they've been, oh, like, yeah. the biggest movie, you know, Get Out, and It, and it yep. proved that, hey, maybe if they just would have made some really <laughs> kick-ass horror movies, they would be it would have been perfect timing. They would have been right in here for like the, the resurgence of horror films.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And even, you know, those ones that like are, you know, not, um, Oh, maybe not as household names, but like those ones we're talking about, you know, that Annabelle and, uh, and oh the, yeah, yeah, The uh, nun woman came from what, yeah, yeah they always,
2: and stuff. Yeah, those movies do really well. Yeah, they're always hits. So yeah, you no. Know, that we, you know what? It was funny when we went to see the mummy. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. Right. Like it. then I watched it again when they they sent me a, a the blu ray to you know, as a screener, and I thought, my God, it was really terrible. When I watched <laughs> really. It again. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, how I like this at all, or not, you know, not disliked it to a great degree. Yeah, <laughs> wow, I was in the
3: I think, I think the only person, well, the only part like that, I think you and I were, you know, when we talked about it, was the woman that was the mummy herself was pretty good, and that was about it. Yeah,
2: yeah, it really was, and I think we just wanted to like it because, oh yeah, because it's a mummy movie, and, and you like, you looked over a lot of stuff, but watching it again. Well, I remember hating the, that whole beginning, and but watching it again I was like, oh my god.
3: It's so <laughs> it was even worse than you remembered, huh? Yeah, it was just pits. That's not good.
2: So, uh, Carrie... How do you, how do you, how do you say that guy's name? Elvis? Carrie, Elvis? Carrie uh, Ewells? Ewells, there we go. Yep. And Jake Busey are going to be in, in season 3 of Stranger Things.
3: Oh, nice! That's pretty cool. Yeah, that'll be good. I like Jake to see Busey. Jake was Busey yeah. He was just um. He was only in one episode, but this season on uh, Agents of Shield, he he made a, a guest appearance.
1: Oh, cool!
3: So I was like, hey, that's good. Well, good to see Jake Pusey, man.
2: Yeah, and I know he was in the uh, oh show is from Dust till Dawn. He's in that.
3: Oh, is he?
2: Which I don't. I don't know why I stopped watching that. I Actually, watched the uh, most of the first season, and I thought it was like really well made. And then yeah, I remember uh, you telling uh, me about it? Yeah, I could go back and, and, and watch it. I think this is just popped up by the way. Cavity Colors—they make a lot of really cool shirts and stuff. They uh, just got the license for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and they put out some amazing uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Enamel pins, so I uh, oh, wow. get anything from them, but I would check it out. They're really, they're really nice, and it's cool. They even have the opening scene from the movie where they have the uh, the weird, you know, drippy, zo- not zombie, but dead body, you know, stuck yeah. up on. Yeah. They made on that, they have a that on a pin, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. that's pretty sweet. So I would check that out. Uh, we're gonna get some stuff, some interviews are gonna be popping up over here on. Uh, on the Without Your Head page. And Always uh, just forward, yesterday though. Yeah, so yesterday it was uh, Alex Delarma uh, from Fear, Love, and Agoraphobia. It's a very different interview because uh, Fear Love and Agoraphobia is a very good um, independent movie, but it's not a horror movie, but um, uh, not at all. But uh, that's fine. I really I really dug it. It's and a good so movie though. Check huh? it out. Yeah, it's uh you know it's like a it's, weird it's like an independent, really like a romantic drama comedy this uh-huh. is something I would normally watch but uh, it came you know they sent us a screener and I uh, watched it and again I expected to, at some point to turn horror because I wasn't sure why they sent it to me but uh, uh-huh. nonetheless I really liked the movie so uh, uh-huh. uh, check out that interview I thought it was very interesting I definitely will and uh, coming up uh, soon uh, Hiroshi Katagiri uh, who wrote and directed Gehenna, where death lives. Fantastic uh, new movie. With Doug Jones, who plays uh, the old man ghost kind of thing.
3: Oh, yeah. It's in, um, oh. Lance, oh Hendrickson. Lance. Lance Hendrickson's in that, too. Mm-hmm. There's well, a Lance movie poster a I love, Neil. Oh, yeah. It's it's really creepy. Yeah. And it was so
2: when I was looking him up, it was, you know, it's like, oh, this will be cool. This guy, uh, this movie looks really cool. I'm on, and then I was like, holy shit, this guy. This is, even though this is the first movie he he directed and wrote, uh, he's been working movies for years as a um, uh, special effects guy, mm-hmm. and like on huge movies.
3: Oh like, yeah, well, yeah, that
2: list you know, he, was insane. Yeah, so you know, start out on like Castle Freak, which I really like, not necessarily like a huge movie. Yeah, and then like went on to Escape from LA, working with you know. Um, John Carpenter, and then then it just got on, you know, Blade, Jurassic Park 3, AI. (laughs) Oh, yeah. guys work work on movies with Spielberg and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh,
2: You know, X-Men Wolverine, I'm not a big fan of those. I mean, that's a big movie. Pirates uh, of the Caribbean.
3: Yeah, and and all those movies, you know, some of the makeup effects and stuff are great.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that'll be up there. That'll be really cool to talk to him. Okay. And, uh, t- and tomorrow, Friday, there will be a, uh, a special, uh, show for soft matter where, where I'll we'll be talking to the star and the director. I'll just say I've already recorded this interview and, uh, but I'm going to post it tomorrow. Uh, soft matter for my fellow, for the listeners out there who like weird, bizarre stuff like, uh, like the, the greasy strangler or Tim and Eric awesome show this is the movie for you guys
3: okay cool
2: oh totally weird it's got it's got stop motion and animation the special effects some of them are done with hand painted like or hand-drawn like lightning bolts uh, <laughs> i love it it's it's definitely a movie for me it's definitely not a movie for everybody it's definitely gonna be a movie uh listen to me if you if you like those kind of things definitely watch it but I know you'll think of one or two things like, Thank you Neil, thank you Dusty Neil
3: That movie is fucking <laughs> yeah.
2: sweet Or you'll be like why the hell Did I
3: watch that <laughs> I'll never listen to him again
2: Right There's no way There's no,
3: eh, there's no middle I, ground on that one no. There's No
2: It's either you're gonna you're just gonna love it, or you're you're not gonna be into it at all. But I really liked it. So, uh, and I hope you guys listen to the interviews. If you whatever you think of the movie, the interviews. Oh
3: yeah, always listen to the interviews.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I think that's about it. What do you think, Tru? Right I you're you're uh, you've got to get up early here.
3: Yeah, I'm the early bird tomorrow. Um, yeah i I don't think um I have much else to report. I'm gonna make poor nasty Neil fly solo next week. Because I'll be at, uh, you know, the early screen in there for the new Avengers 3, so.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I definitely would like to do that, but uh, we get the guest scheduled. It's so the last show oh, yeah. before, you know,
3: take off, so. Yeah. But uh,
2: I know you, you would, you probably will go see it again.
3: Oh, you know I will. Yeah, you and I will go see it, like, that weekend or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, afterwards, but. So. <laughs> So I, I will not be joining you next week, my brother.
2: Uh, but ne- next week uh, will be the final show before the um, Texas Frightmare Weekend, which we're looking forward to. Boy, that's really come up quick here. So, yeah, uh are not we'll,
3: kidding. Time flies, man.
2: Yeah. So as mentioned earlier, Ed Gwynn will be here, who uh, who is the driver of the Black Maria uh, at the end of Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre. And he'll awesome. also be at at the convention. So he'll be on the show and Gigi Sal Guerrero, who's an independent, uh, horror, uh, director who, uh, who is Lucha Lucha gore productions. And she makes a lot of, uh, you yeah, know, horror films. Um, well, a lot of it has uh, Lucha Lucha doors in it, which is very cool. <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, that's been, uh, been the makings for a while. Uh, pretty um i think she just signed so it's gonna have some big news in the show i believe she, she's got a new show that she was making a, a series and from understand I, I I could be wrong here but i did see this on facebook that it might have a deal with netflix which is uh, pretty sweet
3: oh very nice
2: that's awesome yeah good for her then so that'll be coming to the show so one of uh big thanks to this month's uh, music of the month deathwood it's a it's an italian horror punk band horror punk rock oh huh.
3: They're very That's cool. That's kind of neat. I like that.
2: And coming up next month, I just, uh, just uh, got these guys. Goth Brooks
3: will be on uh, <laughs> 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 All right. I instantly love the name.
2: Exactly. And oddly enough, it was I believe it was at uh, the Chinese place here in town, Troy. What's it called? China Palace or China yeah. Garden? China, uh, Pan- it, China Palace in the bathroom they had i found a um goth brooks sticker was uh, in the stall and i was like that that name's <laughs> awesome and so i took a picture of it i looked them up and uh, i thought they must be like a local thing but they're not so i was like well wow. that's pretty cool that and i was listening to their tunes and it's 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 this really bizarre combination of like country and and kind of rap and like death metal. And it's just very, totally. Wow. And, uh, I really like. They have some really wild uh, videos up there. And so I asked the guys and they were all about it. So
3: starting in May, that'll be our our
2: musical month.
3: Awesome. I love, I love the whole, um, you know, story behind it too. That's great stuff.
2: Yeah. So I'll look it for. That'd be a lot of fun.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: And uh, coming up in May, we will have uh, from, uh, um, let, me get, let me get here from, uh, what is it called? Oh, um, American Horror Story Freak Show. We'll have Erica Irvin on the show, also oh, known cool. as Amazon Eve. Very nice. Uh, should we talk about her new film, Chimera? Chimera. Chimera, Chimera. Chimera yeah. I was, always called it Chimera. Well, I got to think that in D&D <laughs> back in the day, but. So it's a very cool movie. So uh, that'll be that'll be very cool to be talking her on the show.
3: Oh yeah, that's that's a really neat guest. I like that a lot.
2: And uh, something else. Oh, let me find this here. Oh, Russ McCamey will be on the show. Why is that name this familiar? Will be a co- very controversial guest. Who uh, the owner and operator of McCamey Manor? Very
3: extreme. Um, oh, extreme the hunt? Uh, yeah Oh very cool, that's awesome well, I'm totally geeked for that
2: So he's going to be on the show uh, He was uh, in the um, new documentary Haunters, which I really dug
3: Yeah, I like that a ton So it'll be very weird To be talking to this man Yep, it'll be All right, So before that one, everybody should watch This documentary, because it's a good documentary Anyway Oh yeah and, uh, and it's just really, really bizarro.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, he seems like a very nice guy, honestly. But uh,
3: uh, yeah, soft spoken <laughs> and just seems like a real gentleman until the haunted house starts.
2: Yeah. And, and it's, a real I, scary, don't, I just man. think, yeah, I think there's like a real sadistic side of the guy because he doesn't even yeah. do it for money.
3: Yeah, he's he's a dog lover. You know, he's like, he seems like a really nice guy.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of creeped out about this. I don't yep. know what's going on.
3: So maybe it's all a setup. They'll start off like real nice to us, and then by the end, we'll be crying and hiding and stuff. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. So I had a good time here. 400th episode. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, Nasty Neil. We've done 400 of these bad boys. Mm hmm. And if i Let's keep do doing these other point.
2: interviews. Exactly. Let's say if I keep doing these other interviews too, we'll we'll hit 500 by the end of the year
3: I was going to say we'll be up to 800 like the end of the year, <laughs> you know. Depends on how many people like, you know, do the little ones with.
2: Yeah.
3: That's awesome. I think little
2: right. ones but the, the oh, one I that I did of recently like three with hours uh, long, was, I know. Yeah, it was over 4 hours the one. Oh, yeah. That's not normal. That's not normal. Yeah. No, no. Which it was too bad you couldn't be for, for the return of Gary Tunnicliffe Because that was a lot of He was very cool
3: Oh yeah he he was one of those guys I, I liked to tattoo. Not really knowing much about him Going into it mm-hmm. But then I ended up like He just was a really really cool guy I liked him a lot Yeah, yeah. And wish him all the best as well
2: Oh yeah definitely So in uh, a great time Thank you Troy for starting the show And still on the show with me
3: Oh Absolutely it was it was a yeah. good time we had a lot of fun and as i said i i wish you the best next week uh,
2: all right i wish you i hope the movie lives up to your expectations
3: oh i i i got a good feeling you know i think my last really good feeling marvel movie see cuz i didn't really know what to expect even from the black panther and i ended up just absolutely adoring it but mm-hmm. I think Doctor Strange was the last time my my expectations were this high, and it did it mm. didn't let me down. So
1: yeah,
3: any time that I have a, a tattoo of one of the characters in a movie, uh, my expectations are pretty high.
2: Is he in the, this one,
3: Strange? Yeah, yeah every every uh, every crazy bastard in the Marvel universe is in this one. As soon you need to bring everybody. If you said, well, that's, that's what, um, th- there's actually places where you can, uh, you can wager because they have really? odds on, on, uh, you know, different guys? characters that are going to die. And like the even money guys are, uh, Iron Man, um, Loki, and I forget who the third one was, but there are three. Oh, the winter soldier.
2: Hmm. Well, I think the guy who plays Captain America just said he's he's leaving. So,
3: <laughs> I think his contract's up. But I maybe he had one more movie. But some of the people, their contract was up, and some of them, like uh, I don't know if Downey Jr. like starts to want like his own island each movie that they make, or, you know uh, what it is. But I don't know. I say keep paying the man. Keep keep making good uh, good uh, superhero movies. Keep paying the man.
2: Sure, I agree. It is a big part of it.
3: Yep, yep.
2: If I want fifty, can you imagine though? Just like I want fifty million dollars to do
3: this movie. Oh, that would be the balls! Just going in there and just you know, well, what did Depp get for the last Pirates? Yeah, it was up there. It yeah. was. It. it was. I think it
2: might have been fifty million.
3: Yeah, and it was I, I think the same too. thing with Daniel Craig too for. Um, for the next Bond movie.
2: Yeah, and he, he said that he wanted to blow his brains out
3: before yeah, they could of, I, I Now, there's a person I don't think I'd even offer him any money. Like, okay, we'll move on to somebody else, you know?
2: Yeah, and, and uh, honestly, he's I know this is blasphemy to some people, but he's my favorite, he's in my favorite Bond movies. Maybe not my favorite oh, Bond but he's my favorite Bond movies, so like, it's cool. But I don't know, if someone's saying like they'd rather blow their brains out than do another one, I don't think I would want him in it.
3: <laughs> no, I think I think then you give, well, you find out if Tom Hiddleston dies. If Loki dies in this one, you're like, hey, how would you like to be the next Bond, you know? Uh-huh. Like, you're pretty British, you know? Yeah, okay. There's a the new Bond. There. Then you move on. Alright, so we're going to get out of here. This is Nasty Neal. And this is Terrible Troy. And this was without... your. And, uh,
1: uh, <laughs> 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 <No, no. Whoa! laughs> <laughs>